everyone, and welcome to GagCast, a podcast all about RuPaul's Drag Race. And today we are going to tackle the longest runway I can ever remember happening on the show. So lots of critiques this week, lots of fashion. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Richard. Richard, how's it going tonight, man? Howdy. Or I guess uh, this afternoon, maybe. Not actually it's, tonight. It's the weird it's... time travel New Zealand things. I'm 18 hours in the future. It's it's kind of like a shit day here. It's 1:40 p.m. and I just had uh, my toilet pipes blasted out, so now my toilet flushes. <laughs> Not again. a euphemism. I'm quite, I'm quite happy. No, I, I didn't have colonic irrigation. No. <laughs> I'm not, oh. not at that stage yet. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not like one of the one of those uh, big fat blob men in fucking um, Wally in the seats. You know, I imagine they have to get colonically irrigated. Not, <laughs> oh, not that, that is point. not a visual I needed. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, uh, we do have <laughs> a lot to cover. Edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. This is this is fucking gold. <laughs> so one one take only. We do have a lot to talk about this week, though. Uh, first of all, we had the reactions after last week's elimination. So, uh, man, sponges still everywhere. <laughs> Can I we love, not let it go? <laughs> I love how she just has a sponge on her and she just throws it to whoever's crying. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean, um, at least it's turning into like a, a gag now, as opposed to her defending the look again and again and again. It's literally a meme. Yeah. And literally. I feel like I think that's like what uh, I'm finding a little bit annoying about uh, the queens on Drag Race now, because I mean, it's it's a thing like when the when the show first started. It didn't feel like that as much, but then they even reference memes on the show uh, in, I think, not last season, but the season before, because uh, oh, one of the queen, I think it was Kennedy, didn't even know what a meme was. And she, They're going to may-may you. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to be the biggest may-may. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here comes that boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it didn't really necessarily start out that way, and it's more evolved. So now at this point, they're trying. And when you try too much to be an internet sensation, it just reads as just awful and desperate. And I feel like that's happening more and more on Drag Race now because they're all trying to be the next big, funny, hilarious thing. And yes. it's, yeah, it's getting a little bit annoying. So just stop with the sponges already, please. <laughs> well, I, I, I was going to reference like the, the exits. When they when the eliminated queen exits, they have like their their line, or in Miss Vanjie's cases, several line, or the line repeated three times. Yeah, it's which, like I know, didn't get it on the first take, so I'm going to say it again. Miss Vanjie, <laughs> but all the other queens have like said a word or something that they thought was funny, and like there's no response. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like and... oh, they'll, they'll go, hey, bada bing, bada boom, and they would be like deadpan. <laughs> Be crickets, you know. Yeah, but it's 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 a reflection of, I guess, like how we are as uh, the common society. I would say, you know, we we like every everyone understands me. My mum reblog or reposted something on Facebook from fucking nine gag, so I know the world is ending. <laughs> like if my mum's going to places like nine gag and uni lad and shit like that, I know. 
the worlds are colliding, but meme, meme, memes are something everyone has, you know, some more than others have uh, experience with. So it's, 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 it's just a way for the show to be relatable and to adapt to what, you know, Internet the current culture. social life is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that makes Internet sense. Internet culture but... is a good a good way to put it because I don't think people from Somalia will get the whole meme joke. But yeah, <laughs> well, maybe they would. I don't know. I don't know. Sponges, sponges are pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so that's also... been five minutes of memes. Yeah, we've also got uh, a whole bunch of drama with the whole throwing Monique under the bus thing and mm. mayhem. Oddly, who I didn't think was going to be into the drama that much. Um, they had a very weird exchange and i don't know if this is because of how mayhem has been framed over the first few episodes but i was not expecting this from her at all no and it's especially odd considering episode three untucked her and cameron had a thing going you know i'm just a good player i don't throw anyone under the bus i just don't play dirty and then she comes out immediately going from like nice girl to evil bitch and i'm like okay are we yeah, all that the was vixen a weird now? 180 yeah what 80s are the drama of this episode? Oh boy. Very Like true. just unexpected angles. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I like it. But yeah, they had, they had a really weird exchange. I didn't feel like anything was really solved. And um, she didn't want to just... apologize. No, right? no. And I think that, you know, everything, everything Monique said was uh, fine and valid yeah. and true. Mm. And Mayhem just like, not only that she didn't see it, but she didn't want to see it. She made no attempt to kind of come around to the other side of the argument. And I was just like, wow, you're really channeling your inner vixen right now and just being a total bitch. Like, maybe don't. <laughs> yeah, it's not like she even defended herself. She's just like, I'm not going to apologize. Yeah. I like, was like, okay, cool. Well, I don't like you anymore. Yeah, so. she's, uh, I, I started off this season really kind of rooting for Mayhem because of Same. who her drag family was, and I thought that she was a very strong competitor, but she's really fallen off. Like, her performance has not been there. Um, she's been forgettable, and when she isn't forgettable, she's been, like, missing the mark so hard that that's what, like, I remember her for negative reasons, not positive reasons. Mm, so I'm yeah. a little bit worried about her. I think she might be coming up to, like, the chopping block again. Very, very shortly, because I think a lot of the queens, especially those who are getting critiques week in and week out, uh, whether they're at the top or the bottom, but just the ones that are getting feedback, um, they are quite quickly passing her, you know, like, mm. and uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know how much longer Mayhem is really going to be in the competition. So we'll have to see. But um, we did have a very, very quick because this episode was uh, just over an hour long. They've all they've all been around between 60 and 70 minutes. And we had 40 minutes of just straight up runway, like not even the, the lead up and the and the costume design, and everything else, like 40 minutes of all of the queens because we're we're at uh, 10, no, 11 queens are left in this mm. episode. And each of them had three looks to talk about and walk on the runway in. So. I mean, this episode was jam-packed with runway time. The mini challenge was uh, super forgettable. I, I literally forgot um, after my first viewing oh, yeah. what the mini yeah. challenge was. And uh, it, was, it was quite funny. It was um, photobombing celebrities. And they were, a few of them were, were pretty funny. Miss um, Cracker stands out to me because she actually took off her headpiece to mimic yeah. 
um, uh, one of the Williams sisters. I can't remember which one. I think it was Serena. I think Serena. Okay, uh, like the one that sounds like the... a witch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, hoisting up her trophy over her head. So Ms. Cracker took her headpiece off and and did a, a similar like hoist. And uh, oh man, I thought that was really really funny. Um, mm. Who were your top celebrity photo bombers? Well, I, I just want to go back a bit and say, like, the mini challenge doesn't mean anything. So I kind of don't get the point of it, but I was also very happy that, like, it had no real influence on the rest of the show. It was just, like, a fun little thing. I, I guess it's there to see people's personalities, right? Well, it's a little but, bit of um, personality. There is a prize tied to it, so I think there was, like, a $2,000 gift oh, card or yes. something. Like, there is, there is a prize, <laughs> but normally the um, whoever wins the mini challenge gets some sort of advantage in the main challenge. That's true. So they, yeah, they, they do, either... They the groups or they get the first choice of materials or something but there didn't seem to be anything tied to this one no no there was no for the outside of the, the you money won, prize you won a seven dollar amazon gift card it's <laughs> like yes um for me it was miss cracker the most um and i really enjoyed blair and asia this is what i wrote down however i can't remember it and i don't think that's because of their performances i think it's more just because i was so enamored by the rest of this episode mm. like i could have skipped past this part and it wouldn't have bothered me yeah and yeah. this is my favorite episode of the season as well so i'm not i'm not shading it I'm just <laughs> saying it was incredibly overshadowed by the rest of what this show gave me yeah and uh, aquaria won she but, did. Yeah. Um, and I, I found that kind of interesting because, I mean, like Aquaria's photo was the funniest, but Aquaria also had a prop that no one else did. You know what I mean? Like Cracker did Half have the challenge was her as well, screen time wise. It was like, move on, move on, move on. Aquaria, what's your favorite color? Oh, my favorite color is cyan blue, like the sea. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just, they spent like, five minutes on her and like a minute on two other queens you know I was like, yeah oh, okay. you usually can tell by the shooting who is going to be the winner of the mini challenge like the ones who don't get mm. a lot of screen time are the ones that usually kind of fall in the middle of the group um yeah which i find is also true of the um workroom any of the workroom heading into the main challenge if they're yeah. highlighting specific queens it's because you know they did particularly well or particularly poorly in a given week so usually you can tell even before you see the final looks you can tell who's going to feature prominently in the episode um but it makes sense right it yeah. makes sense but i think it's a little bit like too obvious at least at the early stages of the competition like of it once you get down mm. to about eight queens they tend to make screen time for all of them and it becomes a little bit harder to tell but uh yeah mm, yeah that's fair enough i suppose you gotta cut the wheat from the chaff i suppose <laughs> is that is that the saying chaff from the wheat wheat from the chaff yes i believe so it is now anyways okay <laughs> uh <Cut> so the... <laughs> Sorry, this week the, uh, the main challenge was uh the end of the world ball so each queen had to come up with three distinct looks Alaskan winter, Miami summer, and Martian eleganza. But extravaganza. Uh, ex yes. <laughs> but the uh, twist was the Alaskan winters were hot, the uh, Miami summers were cold, and the Martian extra uh, extravaganza extravaganza was uh, obviously for uh, 
going to Mars because so the Jetsons. Yes, right? yes. It was like, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, opposite weather styles, and then uh, going into space. So I don't think that's how it would work, though, right? Like the the equator becomes cold and the poles become hot. I think everything just gets somewhat fucked. But it's a really cool idea. Anyway. Yes, yeah. But Sorry. like, what I found was hilarious was that they did like a winter and a summer, and I guess it was just the gag that like they swapped the um the states. Oh my from god, it's in a cold normal. place, but I'm wearing a brad. So like, yeah, okay, like cool. I was just like, oh, you didn't really have to do this. This is literally just a winter look and a summer look. It doesn't really you matter. You will be like, wearing a bathing suit, then you will be wearing a coat, and then you'll do something creative. It's like, cool. Yes, exactly. And I found that, like, I was a little bit disappointed, and we'll get into this when we talk about the runway, but mm. um, they were given, unless they were given more direction than what we actually saw in the finished episode, uh, but because I think um, Eureka mentioned something along the lines of um, they wanted us to be as naked as we dared or something like that. And so I'm, I'm wondering if that was, like, off camera. Because it could like, also be Eureka. They were all in, just, they, yeah, it could also just be Eureka. She just but, talks. She's yeah. like me. I can't help it. She just talks. She always interrupts. I apologize. <laughs> I just interrupt. I, I can't help it. I'm trying to. It's fine. Continue. It's fine. Continue. <laughs> but uh, I, I hated how it was just like like swimsuits. Like everybody had the same. Like, I mean, I've talked before about how like I really hate it when they just walk the runway in a bodysuit. Like, Swimsuits are yes. just bodysuits without pants. <laughs> like, can we just well, like say like you had summer as a theme? There's so much more you can do with summer than just wear a bathing suit. So I was a little some, bit disappointed at basically did. everything. Some queens did, but yeah. it was definitely a theme. Like your bodysuits is like my fucking the the thing you have a bodysuit and the reason you like the the level you hate it at is the level I hate it when the queens who are on the lip sync for their lives just rip off their costume which happened again this week we are getting uh, way way ahead of ourselves we're jumping to uh, the end but yeah that happened again this week and i was like oh richard's gonna be so bad i think i did it in all caps and also bolded it so that's how angry <laughs> i was uh but yeah so that was the challenge this week and we had some uh interesting moments in the workroom uh mm, first of all we, we saw a lot of asia this week which I think yeah. was a good thing. Um, I didn't realize that she actually makes costumes as like for a living. Like that, that's what yeah. she does. She's a seamstress. So I feel like if she manages to stick around and not just help everybody else be good, then she's going to blow them away the later on in the competition it gets. Like the more she's... times they have to make their outfits, the better she's going to do. She's one of my favorites. Uh, I like her personality. I think we saw her. I hope she learns from this. Um, but I also think it's a good show of her character, which is why I like her. Yes, um, and I her feel looks... like she's definitely growing on me. I'm remembering her and her performances for all the right reasons, as opposed to like Vixen, which I remember her for all the wrong reasons. Um, she's a, yeah. definitely a positive force in the workroom, and I think that that's and... important. Look, as as humans, this is Richard's psychology moment. Richard's psychology moment. Ding ding. Um, <laughs> that's just the jingle. <laughs> yeah. Um, like we always remember the negative parts about our lives. So it's nice when we see people we like and we remember them for all the positive reasons. And that's why I like Asia. And 
Apart from this week, and we'll go into later why her runway suffered, I really liked her looks. Yeah, I, I, I thought she was okay. I definitely thought that she deserved the placement that she got after the runway. Yes, but um, agree. But yeah, you're right. There was there was good reasons behind her poor performance this week because she was literally helping everyone. And and the thing that I loved about that is that when it came down to the top three and the bottom three. And Asia was talking about how she had a different uh, kind of concept in her mind, but she didn't have time to finish it because she was helping others, which, you know, queens have said that multiple times over the course of the history of RuPaul's Drag Race is, you know, they've gone to help others, but usually it's one or two. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like they the other one obviously always pipes up and says, well, you didn't have to help me, blah, 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 blah. Um, but this time, the other queens really, and I think this shows that Asia isn't just being portrayed as a positive force in the workroom. Like, she actually legitimately is being positive because, like, every single one of those top or bottom, like, those six queens, everyone's at, like, yes. Oh, she yeah. She helped everyone. And they piped up. They didn't just let Asia say, oh, well, I helped everyone. Like, Cracker said something. Um I can't remember. There were there Monique. were two, there were two other the two others that they showed that I remember, mm. and I, Monique might have been one of them because Monique Hart. I, find I think has it was been, Monique. She's been hard to watch in some cases, and she's oh. so. I didn't win another one. She's every episode. So to even to see her speak up on behalf of somebody else and say yes, like she helped everyone, like she like it just I. That was probably my favorite part of the episode. And I think that's why Asia wasn't in the bottom two, to be honest. Um, so I think yeah. that like I'm I'm glad that there's a little bit of that camaraderie because it seems like this season has been like and I think it's be just because of the presence of the Vixen, but it feels like super negative and super nitpicky and claws out all the time. So it's nice that there is this kind of positivity in the workroom coming out of Asia. She is very rapidly becoming my favorite. Yeah. She's, she's a favorite of mine as well. She's like top, top three for me. Yeah. And I totally wasn't on board with the whole Tweety Bird thing and I'm still not, (laughs) but I think that uh, she does have a lot of talent and she thinks outside the box. And I think that's going to take her pretty far. Um, I also she's, wanted to talk she's about She's sticking out more as she well. Is. Yeah. And the thing before, before we move on ahead, the thing the thing about like the conflict in this show, there's always been conflict that stays in the show until about like at least the last four episodes. Like the whole Derek Berry thing yeah. of season eight. Fucking hemgay. I sewed a hem. There's a hem here. There's a hem here. I said a poor night sewing hems. <laughs> That conflict and the constant workroom angst because of one person not getting along stayed for like six episodes, you know. Yeah. And it it it's it's it that's that's just how it that's just how it goes, you know. I can't remember season nine who was the big baddie, but there always seems to be someone who is having a negative experience with pretty much everyone. And this 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 season it's the vixen. But that's that's just how it goes. Like, you know, everyone melts meshes together. I mean, it doesn't help when your entire personality is if you say if you if you drop a crumb of negativity towards me, I will destroy you. Yeah. Like that doesn't help. But you know, there's there's all there's always conflict in the shows. Um, but like as human beings, that's just the way it is, you know. So No, you're totally that was my that was my Miss America. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of conflicts. 
the like and Asia was a little bit involved in this too but the Monet and Monique thing talking about British accents versus American accents oh my goodness that was so freaking funny and the thing is Monet is right she just didn't like it didn't explain it well like she didn't like she had all of her wires crossed but her base premise that the fact that like Americans and Brits used to sound the same and the Brits are the ones that changed she's totally right about that <laughs> but she was like talking about them like coming over from Britain to the US and then going back again and evolution I'm like no dude oh you're so far off but we she's evolved. right about the accent thing, which was driving me crazy. I evolved into this accent. You did, I mean, because she... you're a pretentious <laughs> douche. That's literally how the Brits got the accent that they have. They were like... Well, <laughs> cut, 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 it, cut it back a bit. Brits, I'd say English. Like, Scottish, Wales, and Irish. Oh, yes, yeah, no. I've yeah, always so had England their own... Specifically. <laughs> their own weird thing. And in England, you've got a lot of different counties, and I imagine the colonists colonized... America came from a very specific area, you know, because you've got all these different ways of talking. You ever heard an English farmer talk? Well, yes, right, and obviously, ours? like, there's a, <laughs> like, there's a lot know. of different, like, dialects and stuff, but the the basic, like, uh, I guess, the accent that we associate with kind of, like, middle America and that we associate with, like, Brits that you Downton see, Abbey. And, like Downton Abbey. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. British accents as portrayed in movies and television generally. And there's the problem. Yes. It's <laughs> the dumb Americans always have the fucking hillbilly accent and the British villain, the English villain, always sounds like a cast member of Downton Abbey ready to bring out your tea. <laughs> okay. But, but yes, yeah, I do know that there are many, many dialects in both of the countries, but the overarching point is that they used to speak the same and then the british accent evolved so what british accent or english accents sound like now is different than how it sounded in you know the 1700s during the yeah, american revolution that happens in a lot of countries as well yeah. like the but new it's funny zealand because accent. everyone assumes that the that the british accent the way that we understand it now has been around longer and that it was the americans that changed and that's mm. not the case which is what monet was trying to get at Except she didn't understand or remember the history and the yeah. heat of the moment. So then she started talking all this evolution bullshit. And then Monique is losing her mind. <laughs> and Asia, too. Like, Asia actually runs around the room at one point. Because she's like, no way! <laughs> and it's like, no, actually, like, this is a thing. There's, like, dialects and how people pronounce R's. And the British wanted to sound like... Not necessarily pretend, but it was definitely the upper class during the Industrial Revolution well, that wanted I, to sound different than like, yeah. the colonists, than, you know, everybody else. Like, they wanted to sound different, and then mm. people wanted to sound like the upper class, so then everyone started adopting this, like, way of speaking that was different, and that's where the, the British accent came from, the Downton Abbey tea and crumpets. Literally. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. like, I'm sitting well, there it's... like yelling at my TV at Monique <laughs> being like, Monet is right. And it doesn't even help that it was Monet and Monique that are having this conversation. I'm like, yeah, money, money names. and Monique. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just call yourself like Charles, the drag queen or something? Charles. Like well, we already know. had Bob, the drag queen. Why not Charles? Oh, the drag queen? That was great. 
Oh, yeah, um, I just but, wanted know, to get that off my chest to all you Drag Race people who have watched the episode that just so you know, Monet was right. <laughs> Moving on. So the, the lesson here is even though you may be like, you may have the math answer right, but you need to show your work. Yes, to get the full grade. Okay. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's the thing here. Do, do your, um, I used to call them chimney sums. You know, you like carry the two over because you've got more than a ten. Oh, never mind. That's too hard to explain over over voice over communication. Voice, yeah. Yeah. So, what else did you notice about the workroom that you wanted to talk about before we move on to the extensive runway? Oh my god! So, it was it was mostly I loved RuPaul going along to like everyone's workstation, and he just points out something that's wrong with them, but does it in a funny way. Yeah, and they never, I love they never the, call him uh, out on it because yeah. he's RuPaul and it's his fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love the way that he does it where he's like, oh, do you think that's the best idea? And do it's like, oh, cool? no, I did until literally right now. Now I don't think it's a good idea anymore. And it's even I more remember. funny when they don't take Ru's advice. Oh my god! Yeah, and then they're in the bottom three. <laughs> yeah, it's like Rue is in the advice the one challenge. She didn't you. fucking listen to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, my my favorite one ever is I think it was season nine, and that Cynthia Lee Fontaine came back in, and they were doing snatch game, and she was going to be uh, that lady of Modern Family, Gloria. Yes. Yeah. And she tried doing the accent, and then Rue went. So when does the Gloria kick in? Yes, because right now you sound like you're just Cynthia. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm going man. to do it, RuPaul. I'm going to do it now. It's like, yeah. you don't sound like, a, like you've got the accent as well. You know, it was such a shame. I like Cynthia. Anyway, yeah. we're not going back a year. We're in, <laughs> we're in 2018. Um, other than that, I remember something about Blair and Asia getting along really well, mm -hmm. which I liked. I can't remember what they were talking about, though. Um, and then someone said, Wusa, which I wrote down. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you have such well thought out points. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I just write down what I'm feeling. This is more, Jocelyn's, 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 to give you an idea of the Google sheet, Jocelyn's side is very well organized and mine's just like verbal diarrhea written down. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't remember much because it was overshadowed by the outfits and I like the outfits. Yeah, so we should get right into it. As I as I oh, alluded please. before, yes, <laughs> the summer looks were mostly just swimsuits, whether that is by design or if that was just the choice that the majority of the queens made. But uh, yeah, we'll I guess we'll go through it uh, one look at a time. So uh, mayhem, first of all, her oh, look it was this like uh, pink and black tiger type of a of a, not a one yeah. piece but barely a bikini. I don't know. It was she, it's like, like she had the high waisted bottoms and a few of mm. the queens did the high waisted bottoms, but it was not flattering on her. I feel like um, Blair and uh, somebody else did the high waisted bottoms might have actually been Dusty uh, did high waisted bottoms much better. And even then, like Dusty's look did look like it was off the rack. But for Mayhem, it just like she had a long jacket as well. and. I felt Eureka and Cameron did the long jacket better. Like she was just so, ugh, meh. Ugh. It didn't stand out because no. it looked like an extension of her hair. So my <laughs> my, my comment my my comment for Mayhem, I just put um 
Yeah. Cool and, shot of Sila about it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I said, ugh. <laughs> so Okay, there we go. We both had we both had a one a one silver word starting with you. Yeah. And then we had Eureka next. And I mm. didn't hate it. I didn't think it was particularly great, but it wasn't the worst ever. Um I did like her she she was covered in polka dots, wasn't she? Basically, like she had a black black dots, yes. Yeah, she had a black bodysuit too. And again, like Especially when it comes to Eureka, I feel like she has been the best when she goes for something that isn't a bodysuit. Like, because I feel like there are just so many other ways that she can flatter. She did this in previous seasons, I felt like a lot more because she was actually on season nine before she hurt herself. And this season, for some reason, I feel like all I've seen her in is a full bodysuit, like pants to the floor and just like spandex all the way up. Or it's been these and she did it in the second look as well. These like just one piece swimsuit looking things. And I'm just like, ugh, can't you do anything else? Like, where did all yeah, your creativity so go? And why do you look the same every single week and every single look? Yeah, it's 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 a problem, and I think once I think she's been picked up on it. I think the judges mentioned something about her body suits. You know, it doesn't doing it for me or something like that. But certainly in the past, you know, they don't like it when the girls can't change. Mm-hmm. So that with Derek Berry, where she refused to not look like fucking Britney Spears, and that yeah. was her downfall. This is a little bit different. Eureka isn't trying to impersonate a celebrity, but certainly the outfits that have stood out for me from Eureka have always been, at the very least, dresses. Yeah. It's not, never been a bodysuit, it's been a dress, and she's done something very creative with the shoulders. Yeah. That's the stuff that stands out for me from Eureka. The bodysuit stuff, I think she does it because she's comfortable, because she's a plus size babe. But, uh, it's well, too but you predictable. could still have a tight top and put a skirt on it. Like there's you're wearing, no... a, you're wearing like a bodysuit anyway underneath and padding. You can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's why you're going to have your tummy like... out. Just I... cover, you know, magic. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit lazy on her part, and I mean, I, know, I agree. Like, La- I just... Lazy is a good way to put it. I'm just sick of it, and I hope she kind of steps out of her comfort zone a little bit uh, going forward. Because she's gonna otherwise, she's to. she's gonna find herself in the bottom really quickly. And I am you a had, little bit worried. You had because... her stepping out, right? Sorry to yeah. interrupt again. You had her stepping out last week after her almost elimination, mm-hmm. and now she's like, "I'm just gonna do bodysuits because I'm a plus sized girl," and I'm like, "We know." Well, yeah, last week's look from her was super impressive, and I really yeah. liked it. And then all of a sudden, she's back into this kind of situation here. And she's a I comfort mean, queen. She even says, "Like, oh, I can't believe I didn't win." Like, blah blah blah. I'm like, really? Did you see the other outfits? Because like, there are again, like, I feel like Eureka is falling into the mayhem trap where she had a few impressive outfits, whether it was you know mini challenge or, or main challenge, one way or another. But you've had one or two impressive moments, and ever since then, you've been really falling behind. So, mm, interesting how you say Mayhem and Eureka are doing similar stuff because they are also in sort of cahoots with each other when it comes mm. to Untucked. Yeah, which is that's interesting. True. That's true. They do drama seem to pr- be 
RuPaul's drama race. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, next, we had Monet, who came out uh, in just like neon, neon green. Oh, I had no idea. Like, I, 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 when she explained it, I enjoyed the concept because it was something that was actually a little bit post apocalyptic. I'm not saying when global warming happens, we get nuked, but I liked the idea that it's a little bit different than just like a swimsuit. Because a lot of these girls did like vintage shit, right? But it looked like crap. It looked like crap. I love the idea she had, but she just, she just painted like a swimsuit green and put like some broccoli, a broccoli wig on top, you know? Well, and that's my problem with this look is that she had a great story, but anytime you have to explain your story, and I feel like this was Dusty's downfall as well, whenever you have to explain your story, it means you it didn't come across. Like, she could have, instead of, like, the big, like, geometric-type radioactive, co- like, color pieces that she used, if she had even just cut those to look like they were dripping, that would have gotten the idea of like, well, I was wearing a black bathing suit, but then I jumped in the water and now I'm covered in radioactive waste. Like that would have, to me, told a story. <laughs> and right? I feel great. <laughs> like, you know, that would have told a story to me instead of just like, oh, well, you know, radioactive material in The Simpsons is neon green. So that was my concept. And this is my story. Like, no, girl, no. <laughs> she might as well have come out and gone, I'm green. Yes. They <laughs> <laughs> just walked along, you know? Yeah. It's so pretty much it. So, yeah. I thought we very this was terrible. I thought this was terrible. Completely awful. Um, but then Cameron came out and oh, I was yeah. like, that body. <laughs> get, <laughs> like, get, get you a man who can do both is basically Cameron. Oh right? my God. I don't <laughs> understand how this Jack weightlifting male comes out looking like a miami housewife like that's because they all are jacked males that's the secret (laughs) but i mean like i wish my tits looked like that (laughs) like i'm oh my god it was amazing well yeah i mean the great thing about cameron is he clearly understands not just the male body but the body in general yes you know, and he understands what a what a what a woman's body looks like when they are in the gym, because unless he goes to some, some sort of like secret underground men only gym that doesn't <laughs> exist, you know. Um, yeah, I, I I'm always loving Cameron. I, I don't know how he made that shape, looks. and yeah. like without with that little clothing on, like it just I oh god I just I can't just, wrap my head it, around it. Get you a man who can do both, right? Mm-hmm. Get you a man who can fucking fucking pulverize you against the wall and also sashay in high heels. Yeah, like, this is the future. <laughs> this is the yes. Cameron is the future. Oh, but I, I always man. love. He's not one of my favorites. Oh, but I always love seeing his looks. He is definitely up there. Um, Actually, no. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I have four favorites now. Cameron's my fourth. <laughs> yeah, Cam- I'll say that. Cameron he's on. He's on the similar up there level for me. Um, because yeah. and I feel like uh, the thing about Cameron, especially tonight, I was shocked that Cameron didn't win. To be honest, uh, more so for the the second look of the night than anything else. I thought 
the second look of the night, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, was my favorite out of all the looks. A few of hours. Period. Yeah. You know us. <laughs> I know. We talk. Get ready. Make a cup of tea. Oh my god. We got a lot of talk. Pour a glass of wine. Let's go. <laughs> but I, I definitely thought like for me, Cameron, the thing that sets him apart from the rest of them for me is when they have design challenges. His looks look finished and they look like things he could have just brought with him from home as his like best drag you would never know especially when you compare him to something like um monique uh oh no uh not monique uh monet monet sorry like compare his M's. cameron's <laughs> second look versus monet's third look they are shouldn't even be in the same competition right because like mm. it just it's so incredible what Cameron manages to do it it looks like it was something you know designed and made and finished and brought not you know done in a day for a runway yeah. that they had no preparation for like the looks are always finished the makeup is on point like and the I, weird thing is in the workroom you've never had like a um a Cameron moment like right. oh yeah I you know I I I hot glued the jewels to her majesty's crown or something you know some shit like that. We don't find out. Well, we assume she's a god at fucking, you know, what she does because she looks incredible. You, you, in my opinion, and like ninety percent of her runway looks. Yeah. Um, I, but I we've never Cameron's had like go really a, oh, I'm a seamstress. Yeah. And you know, actually, I have mind powers and I just control the needle with my brain. Like, there's nothing like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's no. There's, there's been no moment, but I want there to be. I want to know more about how she makes those looks. And it's some, I think that we will. I think we'll see more from her. But the thing is, some crazy she hasn't, shit. she's been in the top, right? Pretty much every week. But she's never actually Ex yeah. won. So, yeah, she's been in the bottom as well. But that was because right. of her performance, not her right. looks. That wasn't the look. Yeah, exactly. So I, you're right. I do want to see more from her. But I think we're going to see more from her later on in the season. Because, she's going to go far. Yeah, she's going to go really far. Uh, next up, we had the Vixen with mm. her see-through vinyl. And it's already see-through, but it was also tiny. And they had to, like, blur all of her out. <laughs> yeah. Man. I just like Where were her clothes? It's like, she's just like, it's summer, so I'm just going to be naked. But technically, I can't be naked on the runway, so I'm going to put on see-through vinyl. <laughs> like, I just, oh, man, I didn't like yeah. this look. I mean, I was so given confused. Given the context of the challenge where it was like this end of the world sort of thing, I was like, you know, I can imagine at the point point in the future will be so like so like nude friendly that this would probably pass. I kind of liked it. The thing I didn't get was the fan. Yeah, and especially when she was like, oh, I've been wanting to rock this fan. I'm so glad I finally got a reason to. I was like, Ripple's fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really didn't. I I mean, I guess like when you're on the beach, you fan yourself while you're tanning, or so. no, I don't, don't know. I don't fuck? know. I don't do beaches, okay? <laughs> I didn't go outside for a start, but I wouldn't yeah, be a fucking I was like, fan. Maybe we're the wrong people to be talking about what you do and don't do on a beach, but there's no fan in WoW. There's no fan in real life. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing. So, but yeah, yeah it was I like it wasn't terrible. I thought it was other an interesting prop, personally. but I feel like she maybe pulled it out on a week that 
it didn't really fit. I don't know. I just in I didn't the fan understand. challenge, you fanned the flames of your destiny. You know <laughs> that would be great. But yeah. yeah, the reason I kind of liked it was because it wasn't just her coming out in like a bikini. It had some sort of difference to it that alluded to this whole idea of Alaska is now a, a hotel resort from yeah. what these women are wearing. Um, but that was everywhere. Yeah. That wasn't anything unique to Vixen, I didn't think. Um, but yeah, I just like the material. Yeah, I thought the material it's it stood out to me. Was it good? <laughs> Personal I, taste. I almost was it was like... it good enough to be a winning position? No. no. Was it bad no. enough to like give her like a bottom position? I didn't think so. I just thought it was no. She was, it was very interesting. Of the road. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like though she possibly could have done more with that see-through vinyl looking stuff in her martian look maybe mm. um as opposed to like to me that didn't really play like that's nothing you would ever actually swim in i like i i don't know i i thought maybe she could have gotten a lot more mileage out of it had she used it for her third look but yeah like you say she was middle of the road nothing great but nothing terrible uh aquaria mm. on the other hand she she was like totally in the spotlight for the whole entire episode. I feel like we Lucha heard, libre. Yeah, we heard more from her. We, you know, got more interviews, more thoughts. Like she was just she was definitely the focus of more shit props. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, and she got the extra prop in the yeah, exactly. In the I was like, you're challenge. cheating. What? Yeah. Unless they were allowed props, prop? but uh, I was maybe, like, and, okay. but then why would no one else make use of them? I I I don't I know. know. Anyway. Right. So uh, her look, yeah, you're right. Very uh, Lucha Libre, Mexican masked wrestler type look. Um, I loved that she made her hair a prop. I thought that was really interesting. And uh, especially with this Mexican wrestler look, I was like, I I, like I never would have thought to incorporate the hair that way. So I, I did like that it was so out of the box. Like she could have done that really long braid in a whole lot of other looks but it felt because this look was so minimalistic that having super long whip it around hair really worked and i could see her in like a mexican wrestling match using her hair as a weapon and it it really worked so i (laughs) i was pretty impressed with her first look um even though it was like inserts on shoes and a bra and panty type look but um, hmm. I think the the hair and the mask really brought it all together and made it okay. I so the problem I have with these runway things is they give them like a topic or a challenge uh, about a specific like context or idea. So it's like a future Alaska summer, and I don't get the Alaska or future bit from uh aquaria at all but i think that was overlooked because it was such a unique idea it was very well done she the hair thing was a great prop and she really stood out yeah she was looking for an excuse to to be in a bikini but i think you're right she missed the mark and i feel like they kind of i feel like they all did or at least i didn't understand what the mark was supposed to be well the ones the ones who tried doing it and i think it's fair to say that like it was probably very lenient because the martian thing was the the notable that was the big context difference yeah yeah so i I, like maybe it's just the way i i view these things you know um they probably were given like a list of things that would work you know i imagine like bullet points of this is what you should probably do yeah um but 
Well, and that goes back to the Eureka comment this. saying they wanted us to be as naked as yeah. we dared for the summer thing. Like, I, I kind of... Maybe they like, just told her that as, maybe, like, we're yeah. sick of the bodysuit. <laughs> some stomach, darling. Yeah. Um, the, f- the, thing, the thing with this that made me go, okay, was uh, her comment. It's like, oh, I drew this in fashion school for, like, a swimsuit idea. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have people wearing fucking, they're going to be doing, like, Olympic butterfly in a fucking Lucha Libre onesie. Excuse me? <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, think it's meant to be functional. <laughs> that's fashion, though. Yeah, right? exactly. It's not functional. Exactly. Uh, next but it goddamn I- should be. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> at least somewhat, right? Like there were a lot of them wearing materials that you would never get wet. <laughs> oh yeah, well stuff that cuts into you. We'll get yes. to that in a bit. Oh. Uh, but Dusty was up next, and uh, Dusty was wearing a bejeweled hat. And hat was amazing. The hat was amazing, but then it's like the I felt like the hat, the hair, and the face was amazing. And then uh, much like the the critiques that she got were the bikini that she was wearing looks like something I could have picked up at like Walmart. It looked very, I think what they said was um, off the rack was the terminology they used. No, you just, you just put it on and didn't modify it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's probably what she did. Yeah. I'd say no, it's very Nina Bobina boots the house down Brown where, um, you know, it's all about one very core aspect of the human body. So in this case, her face with her dots and she always has very nice headgear. And then the rest of it is just, you know, oh, I'll just wear this top. Yeah. It looks kind of cute. Cool. So, yeah, it, it was a disappointing look for me, apart from the headpiece. I've had that with a few other girls who've been in the bottom, uh, like Kar- Kardashian. Ugh. Yes. Kardashian had, like, a lot of really cool ideas in very small parts of the outfits, like oh, the outfit she wore when she got eliminated. It was like a full bodysuit thing that was kind of see-through, kind of not, but the hands were great. Yeah. The hands were so cool, but it didn't follow the rest of the thing, and I'd love to see that explored more. And this is the same for me with Dusty. I love the hat. I love the look of it. The hair matched it. Makeup was great, and then the rest of it just didn't really work out. And she came out as going like, I'm a fucking dominatrix. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> understand so. either. I was like, um... It was like a, it was, it was like a keychain. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't understand what the point of that was either. It it felt like she just didn't have a lot of direction with the outfit, and she didn't do enough. So this was definitely, I think, her um, her weakest of the three looks tonight was was her first. But I feel like the the weakest of the runway looks for pretty much all the queens was the first look. I found a lot of them really underwhelming. Uh, the next yeah. one we had was uh, Monique, Agree. who came out. Um, her bathing suit was all right. Um, but I didn't like the, the hair piece. I liked her, her big, long blonde braids. I thought that looked amazing. But the I, Nikki look. Yeah. Yes. But I did not like the, the bow in her hair. I, I thought no. that she could have done without that. But then if she had done without that, she, then literally all she was, was, uh, the bathing suit and everyone else had, yeah, everyone else at least had some sort of something going on, whether it was, you know more like shoes or the like a wrap or a headpiece or something like if she had, had just no, come out it without that it would have been very very basic it she, had she would have been zero concept with the it had zero concept with the challenge yep. that was my issue with it it's like just like oh i really like beyonce and one time she said watermelon so now i'm a watermelon and i'm like <laughs> okay good for you i get that i'll go down well with the judges 
Yeah. And I mean, like, I know that she's wearing like a breastplate, but like, oh, man, <laughs> them boobies. Mm. They were they were popping. And, they were jiggling. Yeah. And I mean, like that. Yeah, I always that's not something I respond to positively or negatively. Really? It sort of flew by my mm. flew by me. I, I, don't, I, don't I always care. Like I they... don't care about tits. Okay. I, no, I know that. But when you're, um, I think like when they're when they're doing drag, I I always like the the more attempts at like, especially for me, boobs. I feel like you know the the more I'm going to, and it's probably me just being like, um narrow-minded i guess a little bit about drag and and about also like, you got boobs i do have boobs right? yeah so that's so definitely quite like, relatable when i when i, I look at these outfits i always think of like oh well how would i look in them and you know like yeah. you know, stuff like that so i like i think you're right the the boobs how would you look definitely... in, a, in a watermelon, <laughs> a watermelon. <laughs> well i can tell you my tits are not that big so probably not as no good as she did <laughs> i don't think anyone's tits should move like hers did <laughs> At least, uh, at least not on accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had Blair up next uh, doing what Blair does best, which is a vintage being Blair. Being Blair, yeah, being adorable. Um, she, I really liked this look. And I mean, I think by the time we had gotten down to Blair, I realized that we were just going to get swimsuits and that was it. Um, yeah. So yeah. I was kind of like, I, I had to come that. around to that, I, that idea and warmed yeah. up to it a little bit, but. I thought, like, I loved Blair's vintage look. She's just so fucking adorable. I really liked it. It was very, like, World War II, we won, let's go yes. to the beach. Oh, wait, it's the beach in the UK. It's just full of rocks. Oh, well, we'll go get an <laughs> ice cream. But again, it had, it didn't, apart from the hair, which was very, like, American, which I loved, and I loved her outfit, it didn't go with the context of the challenge to me. But again, I think that might be me putting Alaskan winter and was it Florida Florida summer on the same level as Martian Eleganza? Yeah. Which may not have been the design. Yeah. Right. I think Martian Eleganza was very contextual. And the rest of it was just, you know, well that's what they did anyway. Winter right? summer, they came out yeah. And just, yeah. They just came out in swimsuits. But it was like a fun twist, but I don't think they really explored that. Mm-hmm. Um but the look was great. She pulled off a vintage look very, very well. Yeah, yeah, it definitely fits her style. And uh, I think, you know, we even got a little bit more of it uh, in the second look that she gave us as well. But uh, next up, we had Asia, who was the biggest disappointment of the week for me. I mean, other queens had worse outfits, but not by much. Um, When she came out in a bodysuit that was the same color as her skin tone, covered Mm. in... um, Oh man, I'm even for, like not cotton balls, but uh, pom poms. That's the word, pom poms. But pom, then, pom pom pom. Yeah. <laughs> the the like location and placement of the pom poms wasn't even that flattering. I was just like, yeah. I don't even I know what you're trying thing. to do with this. Like what? Oh, and I was like, as soon as she came out in that, and it looked quite simplistic especially compared to some of the other looks, I was just like, oh man, like I, I was really worried she was going to be in the bottom two tonight, to be honest, because she just was not bringing it this week. I think she could have solved this by making it a lot better if she just changed the color of the outfit to something that didn't like match her body because Quite she possibly. wasn't, she wasn't 
doing an illusion thing where it's like, oh, I'm naked well, that's, and, that's kind and of the pom poms it... are my thing because she had no, she she had her her front bottom exposed. If that's the case, there was no pom poms there. Yeah, know? and that was the thing is I I kind of thought that she was going for a nude illusion look that just yeah. didn't read because the placement of the pom poms wasn't right. So I would didn't have been, really uh, yeah. know what she was doing here at all. It, I don't think she knew what she was doing either. No, um, it's a shame. I really like Asia, but her her runway looks were like like F tier. If we yeah. if, if, if we're looking at this, people like you know how people rank games. She's F tier. Don't pick her. There's not there's not even <laughs> a reason to pick her. F, then yeah, yeah definitely. This, this was Fucking, a, an F for sure. Yeah. Um, then we had uh, Cracker came out in one of the most. Um, interesting and surprising looks i thought and the most creative mm. because it was a bikini but she created a bikini and she looked like a hawaiian hula girl like you'd have on your dashboard yeah, yeah but the whole entire thing was made of hair like yeah i was like and again like if we were gonna go with swimsuits at least this swimsuit was something that was different like totally at least she was bayonetta with it she you was so have you ever played bayonetta cool. i have not i have not <laughs> okay do, 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 which is a video game corner bayonetta character her outfit's made of hair there we go there you go <laughs> do, 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 do. cool i loved it i really liked it at first i was like well this is kind of weird and then the more i looked at it the more i loved it me too i felt i had that same initial reaction i looked at it and i was kind of like wait, what is she doing? And then the longer she was on the runway, the more she moved around in it, the more, uh, like, she even did the little, like, Hawaiian hula girl ass shake and, and the hair shook just like the, the would on the dashboard. I was just like, oh, man, okay, yeah, I'm sold, I'm sold. You sold When it. she spun around, I was like, okay, this is my favorite. Yeah. Because <laughs> so I, I was not... like, oh, you're using the entire outfit. Oh, you're so clever. Yeah, <laughs> I like, and Yay. I think... I that's why she's really standing out. Like I wasn't sold on her in episode one, but she's the one mm. that's grown on me the most. I think um, consistent. Eh? She's yeah, very she, consistent. She's very consistent and she's very funny and she's very creative. And, and she uh, talks well, she talks very well. She does. And we see that even in untucked a little bit later on. We'll talk about it, but mm. she's uh, yeah, she's just really standing out. For me, I think my my top three now are probably Cameron, Cracker, and Asia. Um, this week's mm. performance from Asia, notwithstanding, um, and and even then, yeah. I, Blair's up there too. I think so. Um, Those are my top four as well. Yeah, and I I think they're really starting to distance themselves from the crowd. Even though again, this week Aquaria was our eventual winner. I don't think that. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think that those those are definitely my top four. I don't even know if I could nail like nail it down to a top three. I think that it's going to be very very difficult come the mm -hmm. end of the competition. Which sometimes you can really tell who the top three are going to be, and then the winner is a little bit of a toss up. But um, yeah, this this top four is going to be incredible unless one of them totally fucks up between now and you know top four but um <laughs> i i i, heard, I, 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 I was in a so car talented. crash and i forgot how to do makeup yeah like <laughs> yeah unless that happens 
yeah, I, I, it's, it's going to be. A, I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, that's the all the first look. look. <laughs> so the second look, the theme was uh, the uh, Miami summer, which was the winter <laughs> theme. Which yeah, uh, I was yeah. totally expecting someone to come out in the wrong fucking outfit in this runway. I'm not even lying. Yeah. Um. So. We had Mayhem come out in her winter look that was, I thought, her strongest of the three. Yes. But I agree. Why? And she even did it again for her third look. The freaking colored contacts. Can we just stop, please, with the contacts? I've like I've I, had enough. I, I hate that they make her look so odd and it like it's like she wants every single piece of her look to be the same. She wore so much white in this winter look and then put the white contacts in. And I'm like, I feel like this would have looked nicer Should've had you just had your natural something. eye color. Yeah, like. I understand overuse of contacts in the third challenge because it's futuristic. And as we know, in the future, everyone will be able to change their eye color with the push of a button. Obviously. That's the future Obviously. I want to live in. And that's something where I could be like, okay, yeah, you're doing, it's more, a little bit more uh, creative and costumey. And I feel like there's a little bit more license there. And if you were going to do one of the three looks as something with colored contacts, sure. I'll let you have the Martian look. Did you have to do it in every single one of your looks? Because that killed her look for me. Like, I just didn't like it then because of the way her face looked because of these colored contacts. It threw me right off. Um, other yeah, than that, so I, I don't the have... look was strong, but the contacts Yeah, I don't have a crusade off. against contacts. <laughs> I think it's fair to say, but I, I respect your point and I, I, I agree with it. But to me, the overall look, it was good. Like, I could imagine, uh, what was it? Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. There was the evil witch, and she was dressed in full white, and she won that guy over with Turkish Delight. I mean, that would work on me. <laughs> Just saying. I love me some Turkish Delight. But, um, yeah, it was, it, was very, it was very much like that. Um, it wasn't standout, but I agree. It was probably her strongest look of the night. Yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. Mm, I don't know. I quite liked her, her third look, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it's really funny because in my comments for her third look, I wrote it was the best of the night. And I think that's just because I was so triggered by the contacts. But uh, <laughs> I, I liked, yeah, Mayhem's third look was all right. But I think I think overall her her second look might have actually been her strongest. Um, but yeah, uh, next up, we had Eureka. The and... hair was weird. The hair was really weird, I thought, but I liked the rest of it. Anyway, Eureka, Eureka, bodysuit queen. Yeah. And she did it again. And it's the winter why do you have bare legs in a friggin bathing suit in the winter eureka what are you doing she had a cool shape and if she had just put a skirt on it i feel like this could have been a really awesome outfit oh yeah but yeah. she just went with the with the nude legs and it didn't I'm make showing any some sense leg, to me because i'm a big girl she That's didn't even her. put on like big freaking <laughs> up Thigh high fur boots or something, you know, like anything. Oh yeah, yeah, that would have worked well with the fur at the top that matched yes. the coat, and then the side of the waist. Yeah, that would have worked. See, just put us on the show. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Except that I totally can't make clothes, but <laughs> and I, I, I can't talk to people outside of the internet, so yeah. it would be be awful. We go home, That's I guess. What drag race needs some sort of like spin off or like. It needs to have like teams 
<laughs> like pairs of two always that's always my favorite once when they when they get someone that they get to make over like sometimes it's veterans sometimes it's you know like but whenever they get someone to make over as if they're they're in their drag family my favorite part mm. when they're judged it's the good team. Eh? like yeah so we need to have a whole drag race that is I, just two people i can't in a wait team. to see yeah. what it is this season yeah but yeah i agree that's the favorite part of like biggest loser right my mum loved that show and her favorite ones were always like the mum and the dad or dad and the son and the mum and the daughter or like, you know, those, those are always the best ones because you get to see people flourish as friends and family members or hate each other. And it's very entertaining. <laughs> uh, I liked her hair. I liked her hair. Eureka's her hair? hair cool. Yeah. It was, it was like, like white, but like also soft, purple. pastel, lavender looking color, right? Yeah. I liked how it didn't look it kind of it kind of worked well with the costume, but it was also kind of out there, which is like kind of futuristic. But again, I think I put too much emphasis on the context of the first two challenges. But yeah, like it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't amazing. And well, I um, think I think Eureka looked great in her second outfit from kind of the waist up. It was it yes. was the it just was chop the, off her legs. Yeah, it was the bare legs and the fact that she looked like she was in another swimsuit. It didn't mm. didn't sell the look. Oh yeah, it was it was swimsuit number two. It was right? swimsuit number two, and yeah. uh, and it didn't it just didn't work for me. Uh, Monet was next, and Monet I was on the fence with this look because I felt like uh, the kind of almost looked like she had an ice castle on her head. Mm. I thought the crown was just awesome. I thought it was a great use, a great prop. She looked amazing i thought her coat was amazing as well but then she took the coat off and the dress looked really unfinished and, and it's like oh i'm 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 warm now it's like you shouldn't be yeah <laughs> you know? i was uh yeah so i really liked her crown and her coat and you also had thought she did she was the one that did the um like the cold or looked she was like, like poof you could see her breath at the beginning i have cold breath because it's cold in florida I, I don't like, even know oh, how yes. she did that, but that was awesome. Or just some talcum powder or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It's it cool was really, really, because she didn't even look like she didn't even like blow it out of her hand. Like it was like in her. She just. I yeah. I don't know how she did it, but uh, it was awesome. And uh, yeah, so that was my big point, which is the dress didn't didn't look that great underneath the. Coat, Agree. There was the nothing. Coat, the crown were awesome. She showed some. She showed some legs, but you know, so do the girls singing at the start of Disney Hercules. Like, you're not doing anything too unique. <laughs> My uh, references are so left field. I apologize. Yeah, completely, completely. Uh, next up, we had Cameron, who I think this was my favorite look of the night. I only had one small gripe, and it's my same gripe that I've had with her pretty much every week. And this is, why are you painting your chin and mouth? Stop it. <laughs> it's like Does she Sorry, you go on. I was just gonna say like this like last week it looked like a full on beard with the whole maleficent type look and she had yeah. I think she was going for feathers, but it came across to me like hair like a beard. This week it looked like she just way overdrew her lips and she did a lot of different like kind of ice effects with really worked around her eyes, but as soon as you put it around your mouth, it read as a goatee. And I was like, just you would be perfect if you just didn't have that extra little paint bit of paint around your mouth so just like stop because the rest of the outfit 
was drop dead gorgeous. And this again, yeah, talks. I really like, liked it. This outfit looked like something she brought, not something she made. Like she's amazing. stuck with the theme the most out of all of them to me. Yeah. Oh, her and Cracker were the ones that really took the challenge to heart. Yes, Cracker's second risks. look. I agree. Yep took risks and it really really worked out um the thing the thing about the whole mouth stuff i agree with um i don't know maybe she really likes mad max fury road and she was gonna like get people to witness her i don't know (laughs) maybe um but yeah it's 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 weird eh? she whenever she does something on the lower part of her face i don't think it works out that well Mm -hmm. maybe she should get like a valentina mask or something (laughs) well i don't (laughs) Take I'm, the I'm mask kind of, off. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of wondering if um, I'm just not understanding Cameron's drag because I know we like a lot of people have been drawing the comparison, and we even drew the comparison in the first episode to Milk, who did a lot of more androgynous type. I don't uh, know who Milk is. Uh, Milk is another queen. She was on season. Right, I got rid of that. I didn't think it was the six. product. <laughs> I want to say season six, uh, but possibly a little bit later than that. Um, she was on All Stars. She right? was on All Stars. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched All Stars. That's my problem. Yeah. So uh, and he milk. He went on to be a very successful model, uh, but male oh, model, okay. not drag right. model. So um, what's, what's his male name? Milk. Uh, I'm actually not sure. <laughs> um but yeah so and i mean like he's and he's been very successful in drag and everything else so i mean like he has had a very successful career outside of drag race and milk, milk did a lot of things that were very milk. gender would- milk actually came out in a beard with a beard on on the runway on drag race oh, like goodness. like an actual like hair beard glued to his why, face like why milk though i don't know i think i think the tagline is that she does a body good is the uh it's it, not it's not it's not like colon extra extra trim or something. <laughs> i'm the fat free version <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah so like i can I, unless i'm i'm totally misunderstanding cameron's drag and cameron is going for a more um like gender bending androgynous type um middle of the road blur the lines drag and that's why she keeps painting her face and giving the illusion of facial hair because that's what I'm reading her makeup as every single week. Um, I hope she stops doing that, but maybe that's just me <laughs> not understanding the the drag and the and the point that she's trying to get across. And well, sorry. I I've always I've always seen it. I've never seen it as androgynous because she always looks very feminine to me. She does, especially yeah. like even even the Maleficent thing. I was like, oh, you are you are an evil woman. Yes. You know, you're right. She does uh, the, the makeup stuff to me, but I'm wondering. It never looks like facial is... hair. It yeah. never looks like facial hair to me. It just looks like a mess. <laughs> That's my problem. It just, it just looks like a mess. So either way, whether it's supposed to read as facial hair or whether it's supposed to read as makeup, either way, we dislike it, and for two different reasons. So I think she mm. should just stop doing that. Stop painting your chin. Stop painting your mouth. Like outside of like. You could be artistic It'll, with your lipstick, but just, you know, keep it under control. <laughs> when she when she comes top four, it'll be one of the things they pick her up on. 
Probably, if I think. Yeah, there. I think you're right. And because her looks are fucking flawless, like I can't see a problem with those. Yeah, they're, they're gonna need to give her some sort of critique. So I think you're right that that's that's gonna be the thing that they that they pick yeah. at. Uh, next up, we had Vixen, and I actually really liked Vixen's second look. I thought it was the best mm. of the night from her. And very Disney princess. Very Disney princess. Very. Uh, it gave me a like north american pioneer woman vibe i'm canadian so obviously that's what i thought of but mm. the the, the actual like the, forms. Yeah. <laughs> the style <laughs> of the gown was very like up north pioneer like that's i've literally seen because we have like pioneer village here which is like a oh yeah back in time type look what the settlers looked like when they first came to canada sort of thing uh we used to have to go to it like every year when we were in school and uh those women at Pioneer Village look exactly like Vixen did. Like, I totally get her outfit. Including thought, the horns? Not the horns, not the horns. Okay, cool. <laughs> the say, horns uh, gave me a very, like, into the woods type vibe. Like, I actually... It was I, nice. I liked this look a lot. I don't know how much it... Like, like I said, I'm getting Pioneer... Canadian Pioneer vibes. So, I don't know how much that vibes with, you know, the uh, futuristic Miami vibe that they were supposed to be going for but i think um either way i liked this look whether it actually fit the challenge or not i got canadian from it which means i got cold winter vibes so i think i think she did again middle of the road but this was her best look tonight and i actually I quite liked it. it so i i fucking loved this dress on her i hate her yeah i don't hate it i just like her personality um <laughs> but there's quite there's quite a few things she does on the runway which i quite like and this is one of them however i don't get the whole cold vibe mm. i think it's just because it was blue and, and that's white. my problem um but like the the color coordination was excellent mm -hmm. excellent yeah uh next but, up we had aquaria but i want to gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too uh next up we had aquaria <laughs> and I thought that her voiceover when she was talking about her, uh, like how she hand dyed all the hair and everything else or all the fur. I thought it was interesting. I didn't understand it at all. Um, no, neither. I didn't understand this look either no. as well, honestly. And I thought I was that like, the... That's not a skirt. It looks like you've got hemorrhoids colored. Yeah. And to me, what I read, like, I don't know if, if you have these down in your dollar stores in New Zealand, but we have like the like super cheap, uh, like feather dusters mm, that are rainbow colored. Yeah. That's, yeah, what, the, it, that's what this looks like. It looked like to me is that Aquaria just bought a bunch of those and stuck them randomly around her waist and called it a skirt. And I was I'm not impressed with feather duster realness. Yes. <laughs> feather duster realness. That's what it looked like to me. I did not like this look at all. Um, no. I was just like, WTF. And this is why I have issues with her winning. Yes, me too. This look was, was the, and I mean, I didn't like the, the third look either for different reasons. But uh, yeah, this, this look for me, I mm. didn't understand at all. Even if she was going for a Northern Lights kind of an Aurora look, Cameron did it better. Cameron is like was just everything about that look screamed Northern Lights, which again yeah. was really interesting because Northern Lights are very much Northern, not winter, not Miami. But um, that definitely screamed Northern Lights to me, which screams kind of a, a wintry cold kind of a feel. So 
I thought Cameron, did, if that's what Aquaria was even going for, Cameron did it better. So this this I thought was in my bottom for uh, the second looks that we saw from the girls tonight. Yeah, but you know, we're just two people on a podcast. If you really like feather dusters. Uh, <laughs> Don't on. let us deter you from enjoying Aquarius. From outfit. cleaning products, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but we are right. You know at the bottom of your heart, we are right. This look was trash. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, next up, we had Dusty, who I kind of felt a little bit bad for because this is something that she was kind of read for in the workroom. She made this incredible wig that incorporated these beautiful like snowflakes with blue LED lights behind them. And it looked so cool in the workroom. And I can't even mm. remember who it was that said it to her, but it was just like, girl, those are not going to show up on the runway. And they definitely did not show up on the runway. You they could didn't. Not, no, you couldn't tell at all that her wig was all lit up and, and it looked gorgeous in the workroom and just didn't play once she got you, on the main stage. It, I felt pretty bad it. for her. You'd have to pause it to notice it because of how fluid the movement was. Um, the rest of the outfit, like you could see her legs through the dress, which just reminded me of like shopping bags. Yeah. Um, I didn't really get the heart either. Um, so it just seemed like a whole lot of ideas sort of sewn together and they didn't connect for me. Yeah, I agree that she had a whole lot of different concepts that she was trying to show. And she had this like frozen heart. And I couldn't understand if she was like an evil Snow Queen and it was her heart or if she had like Dr. Snow Queen. She's doing a heart transplant. Like or just like stolen know. the heart of her enemy and froze it or something. Like I really didn't understand. Oh, I remember. I remember what she said is like, I have the frozen heart of our leader who didn't respond to global warming. I was like, that's oh, a right. bit morbid. I know I, I that I remember now uh, watching and thinking, oh, okay, Trump jab. I get it. All right. I look um, like a very healthy heart as well. I don't think his heart would look like that. <laughs> Should have a toupee on it. That would have worked. Uh, yeah. So it it really didn't. Um, again, it didn't gel. If it you didn't have gel. to, this is going back to a lot like Monet's story about the radioactive beach thing. Like, if you have to explain it that much clearly it's not going to come across to the judges and you always have yeah. to take that into account, right? Like if you're trying to tell a story, you have to be more, and I, I'm going to go back to her again, but like Cameron in her third look, she told a story with her actions that she did. She didn't have to say a word. It was just like, it. you could tell what she was going for with the third look. Yeah, and the judges talked the judges about it. Got like, it. Oh my God, you're so quirky. I mean, yeah, the judges own. understood it. And with Dusty, it just, it didn't read at all. Like you couldn't tell what she was going for. And It's a mismatch. Though- they had no leadership. Yeah. It was, um, it was just her with three separate ideas and she just held them all together. Yeah. Unfortunate. Exactly. Uh, Monique Could have been up, a lot better. Monique was up next. We had uh, what I thought was a totally awful look. Um, <laughs> what the fuck was this? Like the was this like the neon polka dot leopard thing? Uh, no, no, that was Asia. Uh, Monique was oh, the. Um, she I was, have things to say about that. <laughs> Monique was all in the same sort of shade of this like dusty pink color. And oh, it, the nightgown. The, the nightgown. Oh no. Yeah, I know was, this one. <laughs> it wasn't even a gown. It was pants. It was big flared, uh, like flared from the hip, like big wide legged pants. Um, yeah. And then sure. like a, she had some fur around her shoulders. She had a super long pink wig on. She kept talking about how she did this like, 
I can't even do it. This thing with her mouth, she did pulled out her hair all dramatically. and was like, <laughs> like, I can't even do it. I can't even make this out. Like that, that tongue pop. The that you tongue try and pop do it and thing. You, yeah. And you, and you, you just go. <laughs> 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 That's all that happened. Yeah. I so mean, she had that. And so she was all terrible. in the same color, which is, um, can, can often be a problem if you don't do it with a yes. lot of different shapes and textures, because the color can just blend into each other and you get lost. And that's what happened to her. She had no shape. And then the top that she was wearing underneath her jacket looked like she just had a piece of the fabric wrapped around her. Yeah, and then like a like little belt. Like, it just, I, oh man, I really didn't like this look. I thought she looked so she wore. She wore like a, a dressing gown, right, with yeah. like kind of slippers on, and then she had long hair, and then she showed everyone she had a very bad back hair problem, and she was living <laughs> it up. That's yeah. what I got. Didn't stand out, no shape. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. This was, I think, the worst of the second look for me. Even I, the, I'd agree. I'd agree. Even with the, the terrible, like, telling stories that nobody understood type stuff, this, this was way, way worse. Uh, next up, we had Blair. And Blair, this second look was a little bit disappointing to me. She um, looked amazing. It fit her and her personality and her style. And again, she, I had this vintage vibe from her. But mm -hmm. uh, I was expecting her to reveal something because she basically came out. And I can forgive the legs in this case because I was expecting her to open the coat and have like a little dress on underneath or something oh, it's my but battle regalia i was hiding it all along you know? yeah but the reveal never came right and i so i was a little bit disappointed she looked gorgeous but i it was I really very simple it's very simple. i really dislike this one um uh and i'll explain myself i actually love it but it just looks like she's taken her first outfit and put a coat over it and i was yeah. like okay no. Yeah, I, like I agree. Because her, uh, I believe she had a different color wig on, but the style was quite similar. It wasn't quite as like 1940s as the first hairstyle was, but it was still in that same sort of vein of an old fashioned type of a look. And uh, yeah, it was just it was it was too simple for me. I was I was a little bit disappointed in her. Uh, next up, we had Asia. This is the one that you wanted to talk about. This is the like, <laughs> what the fuck? It looks like vomit. <laughs> yeah, and I did not understand because I feel like the judges even said like this was her best look, and they they liked it, and and she thought it was amazing. But it was like, uh, it's different. Neon it's different, leopard print but... with like a uh, fur neon fur over top, but even the neon fur had a whole bunch of different colors in it, and I was just like. There is too much going on. So can someone and please the, explain to me how this is a decent look? And then she had like pom-pom balls over the high heels. And again, I think it's just a problem of, we know we shouldn't have enough time, but the whole, the dusty problem being highlighted this episode where it's a lot of ideas and they've not been constructed together into a full picture. Mm -hmm. Just and came out going, well, these are my colorful things and I hope you like them. Yeah, it's like That's I had a whole bunch of neon it, and I couldn't decide what to wear, so I'm just wearing it all. <laughs> and I couldn't put it back in the nuclear waste bin, so yeah. I had to wear it, you know. Yeah, I, was... I mean it was it was different, but it was yeah, I mean, at least it had some kind of shape, I guess. Well, yeah, but, but again, it was a leopard print uh... bodysuit. It just looks like vomit. I'm sorry. It looks like vomit. It looks like a really intense vomit. 
Like, not that brown shit, that fucking, oh, I'm puking up the broccoli and the five crews of vodkas I had. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. Oh, yeah. dear. I just, but I moving didn't... on to something else that's better. Sorry, you go on. What are you going to say? I'm excited. I want to hear what you have to say about this mess. <laughs> oh, nothing, 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 nothing. Okay. I just, it's a mess, yeah. though, it was right? just, Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, but the last yeah. one, the last, again, we had Cracker last, and I thought... Serving the best for last, I absolutely. think. Absolutely. I thought she did oh. probably the best job out of all of them in terms mm-hmm. of actually doing the futuristic world-is-ending uh, outfit. I yeah. loved that she looked like she was fashionable, but ready to attack at any moment. You know, mm. I really got that um, pre-apocalyptic slash just post-apocalyptic type vibe from her. It's like, this is what you would wear if you were like going to some sort of fancy it's- event, but the world was on the brink of collapse. Because you're it's just like, well, this could go crazy, and I'm going to have my throwing knives looking all like they're crystals I, on my shoulder. I better have my airship ready. Yeah, and the goggles, I need to the, yeah, the helmet, everything. I thought she looked awesome it's, because she, to me, portrayed a, a winter outfit that also stuck with the world is ending vibe. And I, I thought she nailed the second outfit. And I think she was the only one who really did that. As much as I like Cameron's Her look, as Cameron. much as I liked Vix's yeah. look. I think that um, Cracker was the best because she incorporated the actual theme. And like you were saying, you didn't get the theme from most of these other first two outfits. I think Cracker was the only one that really stuck to it and actually made some sense. <laughs> there, was, there was a theme and it was vintage. These two challenges, all, a lot of them are like, I'm going for this vintage look when the setting was meant to be futuristic. And what I like about Miss Cracker's one is she made it futuristic with the colors and the boots. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what did it for me. It was incredibly unique. It stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, she modeled it gray and it was just like her and Cameron do very similar things. Yeah. Cameron has like very serious, but incredibly creative drag and Cracker has very fun, but very creative drag. And even while saying that, Crack has done stuff like the bird one where it was about her friend dying, you mm-hmm. know? So she can be serious with it, but it's like a it's like a fun sort of artsy play, sort of tell a story with my clothes called a creative. And then Cameron has these amazing almost characters he makes. Yes. I'd say. You know, they look like sketchbook characters in the first stages of some big long movie or something, some shit like that. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. Favorite. <laughs> Bloody brilliant. Yeah, Bloody fucking I also, brilliant. <laughs> I also do really like um, when futuristic ideas and storylines and timelines go vintage or steampunky, because I feel like when you're in these kind of apocalyptic type situations, and I know like the, perfect curls and stuff like that of like Blair's outfits, Blair's vintage take uh, might be a little bit troublesome, but I like Mm. when uh, you go from a, like when futuristic looks like past because of an apocalypse type thing. So you have to go back to what things were like before we had all of our modern conveniences. So I always like when people take a more vintage 
spin when there's a kind of apocalypse end of the world type feel, which I feel like Cracker really married those two ideas really well. And and yeah, she just she knocked it out yeah. of the park for me. I, I get was, what you're saying. I was totally shocked when uh, when she was not declared the winner, as I think she was. But uh, on to our final look of the night, which was the Martian eleganza extravaganza, which I really, love. Really the highlight. <laughs> yes. This, this was like the main part. And you may be wondering, yes, we have talked for an hour. And you better We've fucking buckle in. We've talked for like an hour and a half at this point. <laughs> we have a lot to say about yeah everything to do with this show <laughs> so <laughs> we have this many is not opinions. a short podcast yeah <laughs> yeah so first up again we had mayhem she had a very interesting uh kind of fiery look this week uh it was uh i i did like the star wars the cape and the hood yeah very star wars yeah that's a good mm. that's a good um analogy but uh because it looked kind of budget <laughs> 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 I I did like the um like the gold on the inside and the red on the outside of her like yeah. hood and cape sort of thing and I I thought she did a decent job of capturing like a fire pattern on her bodice so I was I thought it was decently okay and I think it was, I I would have liked her second outfit more than her third one if it wasn't for the white contacts because I just I want to go into yeah. the dressing room and throw out every pair of white contacts that she has at least the red I felt like blended a little bit better and it was the futuristic martian one so i can yeah i i liked it, it the color contacts were okay in that context but uh, the colors worked really well for her in yeah. this and she was giving me jasmine but it's world war free in space that's <laughs> what i was getting um yeah. I, I i i really enjoyed this i was put off by the forehead thing until i saw it and untucked and i was like oh yeah that's actually really cool but when it came out, I was just like, did you just forget to, like, make up, like, a third of your face? <laughs> That's what it looked like when she came out. But Yeah, the, the forehead look was was interesting, but you're right. I, I liked it better when I saw it off the runway. Something about it on the runway just didn't, like, quite click. Quite click, it, but it was better quick, uh, later quick on. Quick flight. Quick yeah. flight. <laughs> Trouble it was, a strong, it was a strong opening. Strong yeah. opening. Uh, next up, we had Eureka. And... At least she put a skirt on this time. Mm. And the shape of her dress was her shape. And she she looked like uh, and I think she even said this when she was walking on the runway. But some, like it was very like Martian executive type look. I liked her headpiece a lot. I thought Same. that that looked great. But the shoulders really bothered me. Yes. I felt yes. like they obstructed oh, her so face. Much. Like even if yes. she had gone more out than up, I thought it might have worked a little bit better. Or if she'd even made them like flush to her shoulders, I thought that could have worked too. But just the way that she had them constructed, um, I felt took away from a lot of her look. And then the dress itself was just—it was the dress itself was just plain. Like if you take away the shoulders. There is not much there. There's a purse. Oh, the purse, right. Yes. She yeah, go like, on and all... on about the little clutch that she made. <laughs> I made this with my own patterns. Like, yeah. cool, you know what patterns are. Um, the thing the thing with Eureka's dress is a lot of it's like very like prop focused. Yeah. And then the rest of it's just kind of like, oh, I'll wear this because I feel comfortable in it, not necessarily that it matches the idea. Mm-hmm. 
you know so yeah i mean again i eh, think she's getting me, a little bit eh. lazy and she's i mean complacent, complacent and, and the thing that i think points to the fact that she might be going home soon is that she then walks into after being told that she's safe she walks into the back room and it's like i should have won i should have won it's like no i should have way. been top three and yeah. it's like we cannot have two vixens here we can only yeah. deal with one hype type bitch we'll, we'll talk about that then, later it's though. like she doesn't even realize that she's like not doing so hot like yeah. yeah you weren't in the bottom but you also weren't anything impressive this week and the fact that she thought that she should win coming in the outfits that she did i'm just like oh man you are you gotta see that's not I... something to run home telling your parents about yeah you know yeah. oh i should but i should have got an a <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> why yeah. didn't you maybe because you got the answers wrong i don't know <laughs> uh then we had monet uh, monet coming out in her third outfit which was so bad like and yes. I, you, they were kind of foreshadowing this from right when they even started choosing their materials because Asia mm. was talking about how expensive the fabric was and how, you know, uh, Monet was cutting without a pattern and, and everything else. And I, I was just like, oh, my God, OK, this is going to be one of the worst looks, which a, sometimes they do flip it on their head. Sometimes they, you know, like make us think that it's going to be the worst, but it kind of turns out OK. But no, this was just the worst. And. The thing that I was even more frustrated about is not only did the look not work, it was terrible, but she also took like black marker. Like it looked like she took a Sharpie to the yeah, red vinyl. I don't, I think she was trying to make it look maybe like distressed or something, but it just. She looked, looked distressed. Yeah. She looked distressed. Yeah, the thing was busted. And she had a gas apart. mask. She needed help breathing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the mask was great. Like, I liked the, the yeah, sparkles good. on it and stuff. And like, another one that looked kind of decent from the neck up, but just don't look at the outfit. Dear God. Like, it was so, so terrible. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. I just I don't have anything. I literally in our notes, all I wrote was terrible, terrible, terrible in all caps. Like it was so, so bad. What did I, I write? Um, I wrote fuck your fabric. <laughs> so yeah. I felt so that bad for Asia. Up. Like, I mean, get yourself someone who looks at you the way Asia looks at that red fabric. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, it's she a looked shame. like her heart was breaking. It's um, a waste wasted potential. There absolutely. was no she Absolutely. basically cut the fabric into six parts and sewed them together, and they didn't move. Yeah. She moved. The outfit did not. She even went there. I was like, wow, this outfit isn't stretchy. I guess I better cut it up more. It's like, yeah. no, what are you doing? Yeah. No, stop. Cease. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Cameron. Cameron, I really enjoyed. This was my least favorite of her outfits, but Agreed. Agreed. I still think that it was one of the better Martian outfits. Like, I think Cameron, I was surprised when Cameron didn't win. I thought Cameron and Cracker were definitely my two tops this week, and I was surprised with uh, when Aquaria was was awarded the win because I definitely thought that Cameron's face look was a little bit minimalistic. It, this one felt like, uh, almost like she ran out of time, I guess, uh, it, the one she put the least amount of work into, but she was hilarious on the runway, and she yeah. sold it. And I was like, okay, I can get behind this. I, I like what you're doing. It's not my favorite of your looks tonight, but you were really funny. 
And I feel like it's a side of Cameron that we don't often get to see because on the runway, she tends he doesn't to be talk so much. polished and exactly. She's very quiet. So I, think, I like that. Yeah, I like that, too. So mm. I think uh, it was the least my least favorite of Cameron's looks tonight. But I think um, still one of the best looks of all of the Martian looks. Then we have oh, Vixen yeah. coming out and um Okay, just skip me. <laughs> sure. Oh sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> uh, uh I was I was just gonna say, um yeah, ran out of time, I think. There was nothing that like popped out, and that's very Cameron. Um God, you're just in love with Cameron, aren't you? <laughs> like, I am totally. And I love him. And we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but, I just I yeah, yeah. I'm just what not I gonna say, to anything say else. Oh, that's all good. Um, you have to. I'm not doing it. I can't talk by myself for much longer. I'll go insane. Um, one thing I loved about this runway was the amount of props that we used. Like, people went above the fashion thing and would use a prop, and camera was the one that actually used it for the fullest. So we had the purse, and we had the gas mask, and all that other shit. But that's what I really enjoyed, and I agree with you that it wasn't her strongest look, but it was still, like, 9 out of 10, you know? It worked very, very well. Hello? Can I can I can I talk again? Oh my god, I thought I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. Uh yeah, no, I I agree. She she had the best prop use. And like I said, I wasn't totally in love with the look. It was the most simplistic I think we've probably ever seen out of her. Uh, I did like I like the boots. I do like the boots. Boots are great, I yeah. And yeah, the, the but even the headpiece, because that was the first thing I think we saw out of Cameron this week was uh, the headpiece. And even that was a little mm-hmm. bit simplistic compared to a lot of the <laughs> yeah. other stuff. I, I, I remember that. I was like, cool. So you have miniature satellite dishes. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's futuristic, but also it's something we have now. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but but overall, like I said, I think uh, she was uh, top of the week for me. Uh, then we had Vixen come out. and. Vixen, um, I don't even really remember her. Th- oh, right, she was she was turquoise. She she blue. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, when Rue first walked into the workroom, and you could see Vixen's outfit on the mannequin, I mm. don't know how Rue didn't tear her apart because this looked so unfinished. She had no, like, uh, she didn't sew any of her hems or seams, her edges, nothing. Uh, it just, it looks like a broken, busted. What even are those thigh-high things that she's got? Like, it's supposed to know. read as thigh-high boots, but it does not. Like, oh, it looks like it looks pants like... that she forgot to put the ass in, but not in an assless chaps kind of way. I just don't but... even know what she's going for here. Uh, yeah, the pants really stick out, eh? And I think yeah. that's honestly, I think the entire outfit has problems of contin- con- con- contingency, I guess. Like, it doesn't flow well. The, each of the individual pieces are sort of doing no their continuity. own thing. I think continuity. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I was like, contin- continuancy. <laughs> There's a C word here to describe yeah. Vixen. Continuing. <laughs> Not the C word you're thinking of. <laughs> Continuing as an adjective. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she did, ha- I liked, again, this is another look that I feel like I very much enjoyed from the neck up. I thought her makeup and her hair, all of it looked great, but the, oh, the outfit itself unfinished. was terrible. Unfinished. 
Yes, unfinished. Yeah. It wasn't bad enough. It wasn't like it was definitely like one of the bottoms for me. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like the bottom look. So Yeah, and I yeah. feel like she was safe this week because her um she starts drama and gets views. <laughs> well, yes, and and that's going to be my my untucked point is I feel like they that Rue keeps making Vixen safe because that makes untucked more interesting. But um yeah, I I feel like uh she had her first and second looks were stronger. I think her second was her strongest look. And so the third look, she might have run out of time or whatever, but it's like she's safe because of her first two looks. I think if it had only been one look tonight and this is what she brought, she would have been oh, she'd be in out. danger for sure. So she looks it's just she just looks like something she'd like run in, but she colored it blue. That's what it she looks even to mentioned me. something along the lines of like athletic wear or something when she was talking to Rue. And again, I was like, Rue, why are you not ripping her apart? Maybe even Rue is scared of her. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Aquaria was up next. And I was, I again, and this is why I don't think she deserved to win is she was mostly naked which just seems to be the thing that Aquaria does and being a slut a twink slut yes <laughs> like her second outfit was the most that she wore the entire night and mm. I agree with a lot of I can't remember who it was in the workroom but they said basically uh she's gonna stick something to a bra again which is exactly it was what, oh was it cracker Oh, I yeah. could not believe that not only did she win, but that the judges didn't call her out for it because she just drew a lightning bolt, cut it out of a stiff fabric and stuck it on her chest. And I didn't think it was anything special. I, I enjoyed, again, the eye, like the mask that she did. I mm -hmm. thought that looked really cool. Um, And it kind of all came together in this like super villainy kind of vibe. But I didn't read Martian. I didn't think no. that it looked great. I like, no. again, she was just relying on being mostly naked. And after her My... first look tonight, I thought it was like, again, we talk about Eureka and her bodysuit crutch. I feel like, you know, just Eureka's just relying on being a slut. <laughs> you mean Aquaria is just relying on being a slut? Well, they're maybe they're both. Maybe I don't both. Know. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we've yeah, talked for a long time. It's all blending together. I know, I know. <laughs> but it just, yeah. Overall, for me, her look was nothing to write home about, and I was shocked when they when they gave her the win for this because I, maybe it's because they wanted to give her a lot of spotlight because she's going to be surprise, surprise kicked next week. I don't know. So they oh, that'd be know, great. Holy okay, shit. That happens sometimes. Tune in see? next week, guys. Well, for oh instance, my God, I can't wait. We got Dusty's big, huge, long, very emotional backstory. And there was a lot of time spent on Dusty. And then this week, Dusty got kicked. And mm, it's they it's do reversed. that sometimes where we get uh, the episode before yeah. Queen is going to leave. We get quite a lot of uh, of footage. We learn of them. as much about them as possible. Exactly. Before gone forever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Calorie even this season was the same way. The episode before she leaves, because they don't in the episode where they actually get kicked, they don't necessarily want to highlight the queen too much because they still want the drama and they want you to not quite know who's going to win the lip sync and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes you can tell, but they don't want the filming of the episode to give away who is going to stay and who is going to go. 
so often you can actually look to the episode before to see who it is that they profile the most and who's like interview snippets they use that, that post editing a, yeah yeah that because it's, it's all a real big tip yeah, off. exactly so it sometimes yeah. that can be a tip off of who's going to go home and i wonder I if think... that's going to be the flip is that aquaria will be the one sent home next week she doesn't strike me as someone who's going to be a strong lip syncer no because she'll probably just cry and go but i love jesus or something i don't <laughs> fucking know um yeah i really agree with your comments i liked it but it had no relevance to the the context of the competition uh, the challenge because there yeah. were three of them had no context of the challenge and i really really agree with the work with comments of oh it's an aquarium look mm-hmm. and i mean Aquaria is reminding me a lot of Valentina. Yeah. Um, like a lot. And we saw how that went down. <laughs> yeah, so we did. When she has to get out of a comfort zone and what she's strong at, I, I'm interested to see how Aquaria handles that. Maybe she'll handle it like a champ. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of biased against her as well because I think Cracker should have won based on her outfit, but we'll get to that later. We absolutely will. Uh, next up, we had Dusty. And Dusty, again, had too many ideas, I think. And they yeah, didn't it's, it's all, a shame, man. Yeah, they didn't all kind of execute. And she Oh, she looks so sad. She did look. Sorry, I'm looking at a picture of her, and she's just looking oh. at the floor like, I'm going home. Yes, yeah. <laughs> And I think um, she had kind of interesting materials and she was thinking the most out of the box, I think, out of all the queens. But again, she also used a similar uh, silhouette with a kind of uh, bodysuit type thing. And with then a puffy thing on the back. poofy things on weird. each side of her hip. And she yeah. really, she had the same silhouette last week and it didn't look that great last week either. So I didn't get the future thing. No. No, and yeah, again, and, and she had another story that she really had to explain. And when you get to the point of trying to explain yourself to that level, it's just like, OK, whatever you did wasn't working. You're right. I didn't get futuristic Mars from it. And I think no. I, I found it really interesting because she was working with a really cool metal material. But she then but kind of like cut into a skin. Well, yeah, yeah, it was cutting into her skin and you could barely even see it on the finished outfit. And I was like. There's really no payoff here. That would have worked better if you had made, you know, shoulders out of it or, you know, I don't know, even boots or something like there, I think, would have been ways to work with that. That could have been very like boots and gauntlets or something could have like been... a like a futuristic armor set. Yeah, something like that. That could have been um, cool. But she ended yeah. up she ended up really hiding that material and suffering for her art to the point that she couldn't even wear it to her lip sync. So yeah, it just looks so first challenge to me. It looks swim shoot, swim, <laughs> swimsuit, swimsuitish. Yeah, swim you know? su- swimsuitish in the point of the challenge where we were no longer doing swimsuits. <laughs> Peter Piper pickled a, a punch of pickled pepper, <laughs> whatever the tongue twister is. Yes. Oh, man. So I can see looking at her three, even though I felt like uh, her looks were more elaborate than some of the others, I can see why she would have been in the bottom. Although, I mean, I do feel like Asia and Monet had worse looks. 
than Dusty in terms of uh, the things that they tried to do, the level of difficulty potentially in putting the outfits together. I think Dusty's were more, or yeah, Dusty's were more complicated, but that doesn't always mean better. So I yeah. was surprised that Dusty was put into the bottom two, to be honest. Um, I thought this might be the week that we saw Monet go. Uh, so Monet, why haven't I won a competition yet exchange? Yeah. 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 So oh, is, is that is that Monique Hart? I think that's actually Monique Hart. I'm that's Monique Hart. Sorry, the who's constantly complaining about not winning. Um, although and she's always adequate. <laughs> that's yeah. the best part. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Like Monet didn't take any risks at all. Uh, Dusty and Asia took risks, but they didn't work out. Asia didn't spend enough time on her outfit, and Dusty's probably spent so long trying to make like a a chain link one piece thing. She ran out of time for her outfits, I guess. I don't know. They're all poor anyway. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. <laughs> Monique had a really interesting idea. She she was another one, actually, Monique. Her third look was the best of the three, but I still think she could have been another contender for the bottom, possibly even over top of Dusty. Like I said, Dusty had some complicated ideas, but she still pulled off some really interesting looks, even though... I think she tried to mash too many things together. Uh, Monique, I mean, her watermelon look, her um, her pajama, pink pajama look. I yeah. mean, this yeah. was the best of the three and it wasn't even that good. I liked mm. the concept of like the hidden skirt because at first I was like, are you kidding me? This is not the bathing suit, like more bathing suits, more bodysuits. Come on. Yeah. But then when she kind of pulled it out and it became a like gown. I thought that at least was a little bit interesting. Mm. Well, but still not. I, I don't I, know. I agree. I agree that she was poor, but I think the reason why she wasn't in the bottom three was because her looks were finished. Mm, possibly. They may have been poorly presented, but I certainly got the idea of each one. Whereas Dusty's, I felt they were all over the place. Um, What's yeah, her face? Asia's, Asia's were unfinished. Uh, you compare Asia to Monique, I feel that Monique's were a lot more finished and Asia's, you know, they were different parts and they weren't looped together, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, I think I probably, I had this similar problem too with Monique that I did with um, Aquaria in that I didn't get a space Martian vibe. She had eyewear on, but outside of that, like it, it just didn't read space Martian. It was just red carpet. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, I was really, I was not impressed with Monique at all this week. And, uh, and that's I was something, that's something I have to say. If you are listening to this, one of the contestants of the Queen of RuPaul's season 11, if you're listening, and you should be, because we're giving out hot tips here. <laughs> um, if they give you a fucking challenge, can you like listen? <laughs> can you like go with Take the challenge? Election. Yeah. And that's an issue I've had with like so many of these things is like you're not they'll take like one word of the challenge, like Miami summer. Oh, do you mean like summer, like summer clothing? <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know, I don't get it. I, I it annoys me. It annoys me. Um, yeah. I'm annoyed that they just sort of did stuff that they thought looked good without conforming to the challenge. And the challenges were meant to create risks, and the mm -hmm. best people we saw were the ones that took the risks. I agree. I'd say. Yep. The thing Ripple's is, drag Sorry. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of risks, I feel like our next contestant, Blair, really didn't take any risks 
this week. No. I was not surprised at all when I... Blair was just safe. I will say the third outfit, the pink outfit, the makeup, I want it. Like, I want to be able good, to, eh? like, oh, God, she looked, her makeup looked gorgeous, gorgeous. Like, I, I just, I want to look like that all of the time. It was so pretty. I don't even know how to describe it. It was this, like, fairy almost eye makeup. I don't, I don't even know. I can't even describe it. It was just gorgeous. I loved it. But other than that, again, she was another one that just looked pretty. She didn't have. She looked like she took my order for a milkshake. <laughs> yeah. So again, she, she kind of had the this vintage vibe, vibe through the whole challenge. Mm, yeah. But that wasn't really the challenge. So I didn't, I didn't no. know what she was going for with this at all. Um, overall, I thought it was okay. She looked really nice the whole way through, but she, she wasn't all that impressive. She looked nice because she looked like blair yes she didn't look nice because she was blair from the future on mars yeah that's my problem and but i think this is going to be all a three problem. looks were solid yeah it's going to so take her through. coming in the bottom three i think to get a critique which i do understand um i can't remember who mentioned it in untucked but the comment yes. that you know they're they're when i think it was the vixen safe, it might have been vixen yeah where you're yeah. just safe week over week and then you're not getting any critiques good or bad you're not getting any feedback and i think that you know it's gonna take blair falling into the bottom three because she's had no feedback she's just been safe uh, it's gonna take her falling into the bottom three to um like to Eureka. really get out of her her comfort zone and to take the challenges yeah. a little bit more seriously or literally or whatever you want to say like whatever you want to call it but uh yeah blair she needs some help she needs some critiques she's not doing poorly but she's not doing great um she's but not I standing think she out can be great. that's the problem she, yeah she's not standing out but i think she can be great i think i really do think she's going to make it to the end of this competition but i think she's a strong competitor She'll be a top five, I think. Yeah, she just hasn't. She just hasn't come into. She just hasn't had any of the criticisms, and I think that some of the girls are really. Um, it's really a detriment to them to not be in the top or bottom because they really don't know what the judges are looking for from them because they've never been critiqued. So, uh, it's, mm. it's going to be interesting mm. to see going forward because, and I think it's probably the only time in the show that I've actually agreed with Vixen. Uh, is is the observation yeah. that yeah she made a really good point I'm mm -hmm. like wait you're smart what the fuck why are you why are you wasting <laughs> are this brain power being are? angry yeah yep do physics or something don't stop fighting people jeez <laughs> asia came out next and this is her third look it failed again for me. It fell so flat. It was weird. It was um, when she started spitting out the balls. I was like, I didn't get that at all. Michelle's face. Yeah. Oh my god, she was just like, huh? Michelle's face was priceless when that happened. And I, yeah. when Asia explained it in the voiceover, then I kind of got it the second time through because she was saying it was like her idea was. For some reason, I guess she thinks that people who travel through space get put in <laughs> cartons with packing peanuts because that's what she was going for. And I was just like, yeah. oh, that's not what happens at all. <laughs> yeah. So I liked the Jetsons idea. But again, it was a lot of ideas and she didn't fix them. She didn't put them all together. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't act because she ran out of time and and again like now that we've talked through most of the looks um i did like that 
the other queens stood up for her. The the queens specifically the that were more like in the top, like Cracker, who I think could have won this week easily. I wanted her to win, and I'm very ha- I'm very disappointed she didn't. Yeah, but the just the fact that the the top queens, not only the bottom queens, really spoke up for her and said like she helped everyone. I think um, she's going to pull out of this and do a lot better going forward. But um, I liked, uh, and I can't remember which we haven't even talked about the judges this week because, um, yeah, the, <laughs> I spent so long talking about dresses. I know <laughs> it's good though. I'm having a blast, but I hope you got another cup of tea, listener, because holy shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it was a meaty episode. It was. Um, but yeah, so I can't remember the name. Uh, so the judges, the guest judges this week were Logan Browning, who I fucking love her so much. I don't know. I'm going to take a minute and just do a quick aside. But if you haven't watched Dear White People, it is my favorite thing that Netflix has ever put out. I think it's brilliant. It What's made- it about? It opened my eyes. It made me feel uncomfortable in ways that I think it really should. And I think everyone should watch this series. It's so, so, so good. And Logan Browning is phenomenal. It was so good that I actually like wrote into Netflix like customer service because it was a really controversial thing. I actually wrote into Netflix customer service and I was like, you need to do another season of Dear White People because it was really, really good and really eye opening. And I love it. It's um, basically about uh, escalating racial tensions on a college campus. And it tells the story from the perspective of the black students. And Logan Browning is the main character. And she hosts a radio show on the campus called Dear White People. And it's all about, you know, like misconceptions and racism. And and it's, it's really, really good. Like, I can't I think people <laughs> I think people don't like it because the title is like you people in box, dear you. I, I, I think that's why people didn't like. Oh, yeah, it, definitely. But... And it's like it's got a um, like a, it's it is it's very controversial. So it's got kind of a middling reviews in the, you know, five. It's out probably of worth watching average. more controversial stuff, though. It is I'd worth say. watching 100 percent. And I'm so I think it has been greenlit for a second season. And oh, yeah. I am so glad because I thought it was just phenomenal. Like, I want to go back and watch it again because it just, like I said, it was it was eye-opening. The acting was amazing. The issues are real. And they did such a good job. So I really, really, really enjoyed it. And if you haven't seen it, that's where Logan Browning is from. She judged the drag race this week, and she was amazing. That being said, don't think she was the judge whose comment I was going to talk about. But I did like the <laughs> comment that Asia got from the judges, basically um, likening her helping all the other queens with their sewing to what happens when an airplane depressurizes. And like, you got to put your own mask on first, take care of yourself, then help everybody else. And I think yeah, that, yeah. that point was enough to drive home to Asia um, that she needs to step it up next week and make sure. I have no doubt. Herself. She'll take it on board, though. I have I no so. doubt she'll improve from this. But just going back before the judges, we did actually skip Miss Cracker, but it's my favorite one, so I had no words for it other than 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't going to skip Cracker. I was just, I just wanted to get that. I wanted to make sure I didn't oh, forget to enough. talk about Dear White People because oh, I meant to. Look, <laughs> I understand tangents. Tangents is how I talk. <laughs> but enough. yeah, so we do still have to talk about Cracker. 
And I loved Michelle's critique of Cracker when Cracker was in the top three and basically say, like, there's nothing gayer than a glittered rhinestone helmet, like space <laughs> helmet. <laughs> you made it work and she did make it work. I loved her outfit so much. I thought she looked great. She's another one. She's she, a risk taker. She's a I risk taker. It. And she she took what was asked of them in the challenge and actually fucking did it. Yeah. She made a Martian outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's what an astronaut looks like. Good job. I'm glad somebody did because everyone else mm. dropped the ball again. And this is why I think because Cracker consistently all the way through this week took the challenge, took it to heart, gave us the like the apocalypse is coming. I'm going to be fierce in both ways, like ready to attack yeah. as well as fucking hot yeah. like she she brought it this week i was so disappointed and i also felt the need to mention i need her earrings you see them like super up close and untucked i need them they're gorgeous so much <laughs> like just i i have to have those i need to like tweet her and be like hey where did you get your earrings because i i, need, I just need them <laughs> i just love the way she talks and she has a she's very aware of herself as well which i think works to her benefit in i so think that's ways. why she's so good at comedy yeah, well, you've got to hate yourself to be funny, level, right? Yeah, she you has know, a heightened level of awareness. I feel. <laughs> yeah, like it helps. Say eh? it helps if you have that sort of uh, uh, what do they call it? It's like continuality again in in in, <laughs> in 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 not inspection, but into 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 something. I have no idea in, where you're going with this. <laughs> she know she knows who she is. Introspection introspection there we go <laughs> maybe it's something like that look we've been talking been talking we're coming up on two hours now words. so <laughs> oh fuck are we it's flown by i've I not know. moved it's because i moved so once <laughs> i moved once and my chair made a really big noise and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> that's not good that's gonna come up anyway we've done we've done we're done with the outfits we've done it yes we, we made it, it all the way through well uh like literally 33 outfits that's an incredible amount of critiquing. I don't know how RuPaul and the judges do it, but uh, oh, they we must made be it up through. there for like seven hours. Oh right? man. Like I know we get 20 Holy minutes shit. of untucked and we usually get like 10 minutes of critiqued, but the amount that they must sit and discuss is just insane. Um, so we ended up with our, with our bottom two and that was uh, dusty and Monet. I it's kind of hard because they tend to show the winner of the lip sync a lot more than the loser. Yes. The parts where they did show Dusty, I didn't think Dusty was awful. I thought she did a good job. But Monet was head and shoulders above her in terms of her lip sync, I thought. And uh, I did kind of feel bad for Dusty because, and I think Dusty even said it in Untucked, it's not really her style of music. She's you know, she knew the song, but then also had nerves got the best of her because like she knows. forgot a couple of uh, looked like she forgot a couple of words there. So I, I definitely everyone knows the song. I didn't I didn't but know the song. It's not to everyone. What Nicki Minaj starships are meant to fly. No. Huh? <laughs> huh? Like, I mean, I'm vaguely I've kind of heard it before, but even the part it's like, like her only only song that got on the radio that doesn't involve her talking about her vagina. <laughs> so. 
but it, it's very like the uh, the chorus sure but i poppy. mean like the the verses like i wouldn't want to try to lip sync that like i i agree it's not it's dusty definitely, style it's not dusty style it's a difficult song anyways uh and monet but clearly knew it and she's probably I, done numbers to it you know yeah so i i mean um, i i felt i felt for dusty but monet was the clear winner and I, I loved was... the part where she was going to do the splits and then didn't and did like the handshake like no 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 <laughs> that was when i was like okay you you win and i i loved at the end as well rupaul was like attention back at the crew this is how you have a lip sync for your life well yeah and again because we didn't see too much of dusty but i felt what we did see it was so much better than i feel like a calories lip sync was she was just kind of standing there mouthing she the was words. very emotional and but it's yeah. good to see I, I really felt like this was another. I feel like there, uh, there might have been another one, Alyssa Edwards against, um, oh, her oh, like Charlie Hyde's lip sync where he just stood there going, "I'm going home." Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but no, the one I'm thinking about was Alyssa Edwards and uh, her like arch enemy when they ended up lip syncing for their life against each other that was another one that i feel like was a real high point and i think that the uh, monet and dusty one is another one where they really kind of put it all on the line there was there was a third lip sync as well and i'm totally blanking on who it was but it was uh both of them ended up staying and not going they're in the hall of fame they're in the hall of fame now for that and it's really good like um dusty as well when she left she was like i understand a big picture my life's gonna be amazing from now on because of the exposure yeah so she was sad to go, but she wasn't uh, hopeless. Yeah. Well, so yeah. let's talk about Untucked now. So let's move on past the actual episode. We know Aquaria. We won. don't care Dusty who won. won. We just like the outfits. Well, we've, we've mentioned that, that Aquaria yeah. won a few times now throughout the podcast. We segued so hard. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> yeah, it's not really worth mentioning again because script. we've talked about why yeah. we think she shouldn't have won. So it's fine. I wanted Cragger to win. Yeah. But I'm I glad know. she got top. I wanted Cracker I or Camera. Basically, anyone but Aquaria out of that top three would have been fine. Um, I want yeah, a C in- or a K, not an A. <laughs> in Untucked, we actually got um, a little bit more of, you know, an interview with Dusty after the fact. And, and we'll talk about that in a little bit because I don't want to. Uh, I think the other, time, <laughs> the other times that we've had interviews with the uh, eliminated queens, we haven't really talked about them too much, but I think um, I, there's some things I want to touch on about Dusty. They've not been it. noticeable. Yeah, I, I want to talk about her because I, I am very, very sad to see her go, but we got even yes, more freaking Vixen drama, and this is, I think I said earlier on in the show today, I feel like Vixen's always safe because they just want her in the untucked lounge for as often as, as they can, for as much time as they can, so as long as she is not, like, the clear winner of a week, I think she's going to be safe just so they can get her back there and get the drop. Yeah, I mean, like, she hasn't bombshelled. She hasn't bombshelled. I don't think she's deserved to be in the bottom yet. No. Um. So, but it is a plausible idea. It is quite plausible. The drama is hotly talked about. You know, people, whether they like or dislike drama, people pay attention to it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean... So basically, basically the big deal about this this whole untucked thing is before any of the highs and lows contestants get back into the room, Eureka and the Vixen get into a big fight for basically 20 minutes. Like a screaming match. I don't even understand how they didn't hear it all the way on the main stage. Like it was bad. Mm. And 
seemed to escalate out of nothing. Um, I was a little bit confused because yeah, Mon um, uh, not Monet, Monique, both Monique and Vixen seemed to have a negative reaction to Eureka calling them crafty queens, which I thought was kind of a compliment. I don't understand how that's a negative thing. Like being called crafty to me seems like creative. You're good at crafting stuff. You're well good at, at pulling things together and creating yeah. something. That's what crafty says to me. And maybe I, I didn't know if there was like some other connotation to the word crafty that I didn't I understand don't. or know, but um, oh yeah, you cook meth or something. I don't know. You're crafty. Well, no, Who I, knows? <laughs> but I I don't know how it was taken as an insult, except for um, Eureka did seem well. See, this is the thing because Monique and Vixen kind of exchanged a bit of a look, and uh, I can't remember which one of them was kind of like, whoa, whoa, like what? And uh, so I didn't understand. But then Eureka said, Monique "Why do you have to said... be so negative about it?" And that's what set Vixen off. That was like her total trigger word. And I, I, I kind of agree with that because similar to how I do this podcast with you and I interrupt you all the time, <laughs> um, when they start to say, I don't understand the comment, and her response was, wasn't, okay, let's talk about it. It was, why do you have to be so negative about it? Yeah, and, and I mean, it and later on, it wasn't Eureka... her listening. You know, it was her just interrupting and then and making the another point in her head. And she'd ignore what they'd say, and instead of instead of listening to them, she was listening to herself and thinking ahead. Okay, what do I tell them next? Yeah, and later on in Untucked, Eureka, when she was talking to uh, when she was talking to Mayhem, did say something like, "Yeah, I poked the bear or whatever," and. Even then, I couldn't understand at what point she was saying I, the negative thing or like the, the thing that set off Vixen. And then I remembered that she said, oh, why do you have to be so negative about things? So, I mean, I guess like Eureka was kind of asking for it or at least Eureka trying to push Vixen. Because Vixen was was giving Eureka a vibe and Eureka wanted to get it out there. I think there's better ways to do it, especially when you're dealing with Vixen, mm -hmm. who is just yeah. like off like a shot with no a fucking land shark, basically. Man, like it doesn't take much to get her going. So I think that um, Eureka could have just, I don't know, like approached it differently, maybe. But man, Eureka has a very abrasive personality. She does. I, think. I don't she like Eureka. Know... I didn't like her in season nine very no. much either. But um. Vixen. I'm disliking her more and more um, yeah. because when we see her work in competitions and stuff, she just puts her own word in. She'll just cut in the conversation. She clearly isn't listening. She'll put her own word in. It's like, oh, we should do this. And um, sorry, I can't do the accent. I love the accent, though. That's one thing I do like about Eureka is I love the accent, but I can't do it. Yeah, um, well, that's fine. You don't have to know how to do every sis, accent in the world. Your generic sis. Richard accent is amazing. So. Oh yeah, my like my like mud blood accent is yeah. a mix of like beautiful everything pure <laughs> and made into an impurity. Yeah. Um, but no, Eureka. To me, I was like, well, you're just as bad as her. You're starting a fight for no reason. You mm -hmm. didn't give them a chance to speak or apologize or say, you know, fair enough. Not that Vixen ever would apologize, but... No, but, you know, you were just as bad as her where you were taking nothing and making it into something. Yep, I agree. And if the comment didn't come across right, I mean, it might also be as well because she was on quite a high horse. 
Um, I didn't Talked get about this, how like, she should have won. Yeah, she wasn't literally talking down to them, but in her tone, well, I she felt did a bit, say a she bit... did basically say that she didn't understand uh, Monique and Vixen's style of drag because she wasn't a crafty queen, which. I guess you could take that as like that's, what do you that's mean? where the connotation comes from, yeah, I think. Which I still like, didn't quite get. I didn't necessarily see that as a negative, but I guess they did I, I, and it escalated I from think, there. I think there's a bit of history as well. Like they don't like each other. Not a lot of people like Eureka, I don't mm -hmm. think. We see that when they have to select people. And they're like, oh yeah, she's gonna be jumpy and cutting in conversations and doing her own thing, and we see her do that. So it might also be because of that, because of uh, assumptions about a character based on what she's done throughout the last three episodes. Anything she says to them, they take negatively because that's what they've been in the past. Well, and not even to mention, then, Eureka is also on has quite a disadvantage because she was on season nine for so long. And, mm. you know, as we've talked about a couple of times, like the show is edited down like crazy. So there's such a thing as yeah. a villain edit and everything else. So, you know, people have more information about Eureka than they do about anybody else. And they've Weirdly had that me, information she like, like molded. She's been molded into this character by RuPaul's Drag Race from season nine. Yeah. That if you didn't like her on the show on season nine, coming into season 10, you're going to have that opinion already like Vixen does. And then when you have that preformed opinion of someone, it doesn't take much for them to validate that. And then you to just completely ignore any other evidence to the contrary of like how they might be a different person. Like when you've got a preconceived notion, it's really easy to just reinforce that. So I think Eureka is at the most disadvantage of anyone on the show because of her time on season nine. Um, She's also at not least from a personality though. perspective. Yeah, but she's like also not helping herself. Like no, honestly, she's not at all. I'm not the really vixen, sticking up for her. <laughs> yeah, but your your point's totally correct. Like she's more well known. They already know her characters, and I think that's even what they said. They're like, oh yeah, I I've watched Recon season nine. I know how she talks to other people, and I think there's a level of respect that's dropped sometimes of Eureka, especially when she's having to work with someone else who's giving her directions, like a team captain. Yeah, that hasn't gelled well in the past. Um, but to me, like, I honestly thought Eureka was worse than the Vixen here. I did. And maybe too. it's because of who started it. And also, I didn't like how she, when she went off to go have a smoke, eventually after like 10 minutes, I'm going to have a smoke. Okay. I'm going to have a smoke. Okay. I'm going for a smoke. Okay. <laughs> At some point, you will smoke. Um, but then she just sort of like, oh, come with me, mayhem. You shall be my cohort. I didn't feel like Mayhem was on anyone's side. She was just sort of in her Yeah, corner. not at all. She just kind of got dragged she into it. She was like, <laughs> okay, I'll go, because if I don't, I will be in a conflict. But if I go, then it's kind of just whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, that's basically most of Untucked, is Eureka and Mayhem... Not Mayhem, sorry. Eureka and the Vixen had a complete mutual misunderstanding of each other, I'd say, because they didn't really care what the other person said they just wanted to have a fight with each other but eureka started it and i don't necessarily think vixen wanted to really have a fight with her but the more it went on you learned more and more that she was thinking it <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. it just got worse and worse it definitely and did and then i mean like the thing too is after eureka and mayhem left 
and we got the conversation with Vixen, the thing that just really stuck out to me was something Vixen said. Vixen was talking about Eureka and she said she has her reasons for being the way she is, but that doesn't mean the way she is is okay. I'm just like, do you hear yourself talking? Because you're literally describing yourself right now. Like you're saying the thing about Eureka that you got super pissed that Cracker was telling you to do the week before. Like Cracker was saying like, maybe you should, you know, change a little bit just your attitude towards other people she couldn't even get a word in exactly and she and had to slam a glass down and vixen i loved was it. just freaking the fuck out on her and then this week vixen turns around and says this i'm just like oh come on get off your high horse enough and and from above she doth proclaim yeah do as i say not as i do <laughs> yes yes a hundred percent it's you know, because she thinks she's the best and Eureka thinks she's the best and those bulls are now clashing. Yeah, they're just, they're both really big personalities so I can see how this is going to be a clash and I'm sure and it's going to refuse, They refuse, not refuse to be moulded, but they refuse to change who they are based on an opinion of someone else. They always take other opinions as 100% negative. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. Every fucking single time. So, yeah, but I mean... I don't like the Vixen. I don't like Eureka. They've Eureka has been adequate to Paul. The Vixen to me has been adequate, even though she won that one challenge. I thought she was adequate in her runway look. Um, they haven't been improving in my eyes. Eureka had a chance to improve and she did. And now she's back to her old bodysuit self. Yeah, she's so improving. Yeah, for sure. I think we won't be seeing much of this further on. And I think with who I think are the strongest, I don't think the Vixen's going to be able to argue, have these massive, like, argument fights um, much more in the future, given who I think are the strongest. Like, if she ends up in, like, the top six, I don't think we'll see a lot of Vixen arguing that much, because she'll just be with people who, like, are a lot more mature, I guess. Mm, yeah. I see, yeah, I see what you mean. Like uh, everyone who we think is in the top doesn't really seem like they're going to. Cracker be... sticks up for herself. I think yes. she's going to be top three. Yeah, and she was able to actually have a conversation with the girl, you know, mm -hmm. and point out and say, "Just give me a fucking chance to talk." And the vixen backed down, and she didn't do. She doesn't do that for anyone else. And then you've got the other. You've got like Monet and Monique are just like. Yeah, I agree with you. Please mm -hmm. don't eat me. <laughs> exactly. I think Monet and Monique are, are afraid of her. <laughs> for lack Which of isn't a, a good way to be. No, yeah. no, it's really not. They don't really come off so much as, as friends as they do just like, well, I don't want to be your enemy, so I'm just going to smile and nod. Which I also feel I, like Blair was doing that a little bit this week too when she was left on the couch with the two of them. She was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Please don't talk to me. Like, I like your personality. Yeah. It is unique. Yeah, exactly. I respect your choice. <laughs> okay, sure. But anyway, I think that's about it, eh? Other well, than... Before, oh, Dusty. Dusty. Yeah, before we go, I do want to talk a little bit about Dusty because I was sad to see Dusty go. And especially once we got to see a little bit of the behind-the-scenes interview with her after she was eliminated, um, she had... I. We, we talked about her very emotional story that we heard, I think, last week or the week before. And I think that she was kind of one of the deepest characters. I, I, I use the term character, but that might not necessarily be right because we are talking about people, right? So uh, I feel bad <laughs> yeah. kind of calling her a character. But um, I think the biggest thing for me is when Dusty showed off 
uh, the slur gown that she had made with like every name that she had ever been called. I thought that was mm. extraordinarily powerful. And just seeing her pack up a lot of her outfits, I think that she had the most to show us of any of the eliminated queens so far. And I was really sad to see her eliminated. I hope that they do like bring back one of the eliminated queens at some point. And I do hope it's Dusty because I think there's a lot more there. And 100% agree. 100% agree. I was, I was very sad to see her go. And that doesn't mean I don't disagree with the critiques and her placement, but it's still a shame. Yeah, it really is. I felt like um, Dusty had the most, um, and maybe like a political drag is the wrong term again, but like the, her drag seemed to be very emotional and very deep and very rooted in a lot of her life experiences. And I think like, I know it's like Cracker. She was like yeah. Cracker. And I like that. Yeah, I can see that. So, so yeah, I did, I did. I did want to bring up specifically the slur gown because I thought that was just so powerful and just a hint at what we could have seen from Dusty. And I was I was upset that she she got eliminated. Um, mm, I think that she I think... still has a lot to to offer, and I hope I hope she kind of goes on to to great things. She seems very optimistic, which normally when they get eliminated, they're not. So she uh, seems she, very positive she, and optimistic, which made me happy. She knows the big picture. Yeah. Like she's she's smart. And the thing as well that I'm loving about this season is the first few have been eliminated, I didn't care much for. I dislike the Vixen, but I think she does some really good, you know, uh costumes, which is another aspect I like of the show. The only person who I don't like much at all in like any aspect right now is Eureka. Mm. Everyone else who goes, I will have some emotional value to say. Even the Vixen. Yeah, I hate her personality and I hate what she says, but she has had some excellent outfits. And I, I think, think that's for me, such... probably like my next most bottom queen would probably be Monique. I don't think I've seen her do anything decent since the drag on a dime. Her uh, playing card look Agree. I thought was great. Yeah. But since then, she's been falling really flat for me. And again, I thought she was going to be in the bottom this week. I couldn't believe that she wasn't. So dress um... free was an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness holy yeah. shit that was a abomination um but yeah like i don't know it's it's i think they've done a fantastic job with who they pick for this season because mm -hmm. i've enjoyed every episode and i it feel, does feel like, like a really tight getting... race i think yeah it feels like a tight race i have no idea who will win I have a top fucking four for yes. a start, you know. Usually I don't I have, have one, one favorite. Maybe two, yeah. Who I yeah. I have favorite. four. <laughs> I have Asia. I have Cameron. I have Cracker, and I have Blair. Those are my top four. And even in those, you know, they're also evenly matched because Blair's a bit complacent at the moment. Cracker didn't come out of her shell with some of the shit. Fucking Cameron's drama performance was terrible. And Asia spent so long helping other people today, uh, the, today, this episode <laughs> that she, um, you know, wasn't able to take care of herself. On her own, they yeah. all, they all have flaws, and I all, I'd like any four of those. I was like, you could totally win this. Mm -hmm. So I am so excited. This has been such a fantastic season. Even though I think the 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 vixen drama and now the drama with Eureka and the Entok drama takes away from it a little bit, it's also, you know depending on your personal taste. I'm very invested. And um, honestly, apart from the only people I want to go now, the Vixen and Eureka. Mm -hmm. I didn't want Dusty to go. 
Yeah, I'm done I, with the I drama agree. for sure. Yeah, I agree with her place, but I didn't want it to go. And the drama is like nonsensical now. You watch it back and you see they're just like, do you like bacon sandwiches? No, I love the moon. How dare you critique the lawn? Like, it's just nonsensical, you know? Yeah, it makes zero true. sense. Yep. And they get so angry. And that little fight they have where they're doing, like, the hand motions, it's just like... I'm going for a smoke. <laughs> you know? That's all That's all the fight was. Yeah. It was just nonsensical. So it doesn't matter anymore. And I think everyone knows it. And I think the Vixen and Eureka are the next two to go. Quite possibly, quite possibly. But we'll have to see. We'll have to save that for next week. So uh, thank you guys all so much for listening. Uh, Richard, where can folks find you on the internet? I'm streaming on Twitch at Godylicious. Um, I play a lot of Here's the Storm with some other Canadians. I have a thing for Canadians, I think. I spend a lot. I, I, I spend a lot of time playing with them. And you can also find me playing Path of Exile, listening to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Twitter. Where are you on Twitter? Have you changed your, uh, your handle yet? No. <laughs> You're so lazy. Gaudi, Gaudi underscore. I really am. It's a problem. Which is why uh, fatigue kind of fits you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a sleepy fish. Uh, Gaudi underscore fatigue at Twitter. You can see me um, talking at my ass and putting it online. Wonderful. That's about it. And I hate <laughs> YouTube. I'm not uploading there anymore. So. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. You can also find links to everything I do at JossPlays.com. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us through two hours and 20 minutes. Holy we love shit. you. And we I will need see a, you on Friday. I need a drink. Oh, my God. Bye. Bye. Let your whole body talk.